Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bada, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and we are throwing down a little early this week. We like to call these a mighty Monday because we like to make them a fun day. Hell yeah. We've got a special little curveball for everybody tonight, too, just for ist and giggles. Uh, anyway, hopefully we have a little bit more action in this podcast than the NFC and AFC championship games. There were slight letdowns unless you were fans of the Falcons and fans of the Patriots, but we will delve into all of that goodness. We do have, obviously, a lot of football, man. Looking forward to the Super Bowl, of course, but we got to get everybody up in this piece, including a little special surprise, man. We like to throw those curveballs every once in a while. So first and foremost, since they finally have a new GM, I guess we might as well get old. Old the Twitter Terminator up in this piece. Hmm... Yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead with a little Snoop Dogg for let's, you, man. Let's go, man. Let's yeah. go. What is going on, brother? Uh, Gregson, you can get the f out, dude. Come on, Shannon. If you're gonna do Hi, it, Alicia, Shannon. get the hell out. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Oh, Shannon, gosh, Shannon, come on, man. I totally thought you were gonna go. Winamp's gonna crash. Thanks, Winamp. <laughs> That's what we needed. Thank you. Yeah, get off my lawn, freaking Gregson. <laughs> hey, man. I did see like one little headline I thought was pretty funny. Let's see if we can flip to it real quick. And they were talking about, uh, let's see, where is this thing? Ah, uh, Ursay said that Chris Bowder is the best GM candidate in the 21st century. Bro, slow the hyperbole, man. Just a notch. Can you actually do something on the field? Can that man a drug test? <laughs> can, can you drug test him this early? This early? Jeez. Clearly. Jimmy, get look, off, man. Clearly. First. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think Ballard must know how to play the sports brew drinking game with old Jimbo there. You know what I'm saying? But I, I wish him well. I wish him well because obviously kind of a down downturn with the Colts as of late. Uh, I do like Andrew Luck, but the turnovers are kind of an issue, obviously. So I'm curious to see what they can do. I'm curious to see what they can do. Just real quick, uh, do you like this guy or are you just happy to see Gregson gone? Yes and yes. Kansas yes. City's actually got one of the better rosters in the league. All right. You know, offense and defense. Yeah. So I'm excited. Gregson – I mean, he blamed everything on luck, and he had four years to draft Lyman, and he drafted seven and four in the last draft. So Gregson didn't seem a tad salty, didn't he? Like, unnecess- like unnecessarily? Job, I think he's, I don't know, man, ego, something, meathead. They said he liked to work out with the players, and you just can't do that. I don't no. know, man. You know? He just, he just maybe a little too arrogant for his own good. At the end of the day, brother. Get off my lawn! Peace out, Bean Sprout. Out. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, let's let's go and get everybody else up in this piece. And uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna do this for Randy a little early, only because he, he has John Lynch as a GM, and it looks like Kyle Shanahan's coming in there as a head coach. Which we tried to warn you, Kyle Shanahan, but my understanding is uh, they're looking at six-year contracts for Lynch and Shanahan. So that's pretty crazy. But if you're gonna take that job, man, if you're gonna take that job, you need you need a commitment. You need a commitment. Yeah. So, Randy, good luck with that. Good luck with that. And Kyle Shanahan, and I was joking around with a, with somebody when I, at work today, and I said, yo, man, it's always weird when these coordinators sometimes have their exit strategy to see how the team does in the Super Bowl. But I expect the Falcons to be okay. There's, there's too many, you know, Ryan's a veteran. I think they're going to be okay and they can handle it, but it's still a point of curiosity as far as their preparations and their game plan to see if him – Looking like he's leaving has any impact on how they perform in the big game. But just uh, real quick, are, are you happy with what that looks like it's going to be? I don't know really what to think about it at the moment. Yeah. Um, basically, my biggest thing is, I mean, I know Lynch has football acumen, 
but every all the reports I'm seeing is he's an extreme professional, especially yeah, being well, on TV, always having to prep and get, well, get you know knowledge from the teams and things like that. So you know who's we'll going to be good on TV is Rex Ryan. You know what Rex Ryan isn't good on the field apparently <laughs> as a head coach. So that only goes so far. But I wish you the best, sir. <laughs> Well, six years, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Actually, go the full six years. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna make that whole thing. Now, I remember the last time a guy on TV went to be a GM, Matt Millen. Yeah, I think Matt Millen said he. He. I don't know if he said he liked the hire, but I think he said I see a little bit of myself in John Lynch. I'm like, oh no. Forty uh, ers fans just got drunk. <laughs> Good luck with that, what guys. You, what do you mean, just got drunk? They're still drunk. Let's be honest. I think Matt Millen's like. I dreamed a dream <laughs> that one day I could come back to the NFL and not be a total hack. Loved him as a player, man. Suck total butt as a GM, dude. Know your role and shut your pothole, brother. All right, man. We need some woo in this thing. We need some woo, y'all. We need some woo. Mark, you ready to hit your cue? But of course, my brother. Okay. All right, man. For a second, I was like, did he run off to get another beer? <laughs> it's all good, man. I know you didn't run off to get a haircut. I know that. That's all right. I'm just messing with you, man. You got full beard going on these days, bro. I'm working on it. Yeah, I like that, I gotta, man. Got a beard comb. I got to do it upright. Yeah, that's right. Uh, didn't know no, you know, no shave. February is in effect, man. It's good stuff. But anyway, look, man. Three, brew, and let's hit your cue, brother. You ready? Yes, sir. Here you go, man. Three, brew, and fun, buddy. Woo! Woo! By the way, do you like Victor Cruz coming out and saying, hey, man, maybe that boat thing wasn't a great idea? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, 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 season's done, but, man, file under derp. <laughs> I mean, like, really? Let it go. <laughs> really? Out of the gate? Out of the gate? No, nah, man. That's, that's what that gets. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, but it, but at least Beckham's catching footballs dropped by drones, so that's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that. Anyway, that's okay, man. Hey, man, look, look, you got to represent strong for the Giants, man. You got to re- represent strong for the Giants tonight. Our shenanigans notwithstanding, because we do have a special guest. We do have a special guest tonight. And it's not Whitfield because currently he's a uh, banned from. He's under the Trump ban. There's a Whitfield ban in effect <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the sports brew. His, his status has been revoked. <laughs> he, he's he's stuck somewhere at JFK, man. Probably under a tree <laughs> or on a park bench. <laughs> uh, it's all good, man. So I figure we need we needed the Imperial Death March, you know, for the evil empire, the Patriots, right? But we can also. We can also, just for just for Lindy, man, throw a little dropkick Murphys up in here. Shannon suggested this, by the way. He's like, here you go. Good call, brother. Good call. Lindy. Dude. All this time you have spent listening to some sports brew action, and here you are getting to drop in for a couple of minutes, bro. Yes, sir. Wait till you get to play this one in the car and torture your wife with it. <laughs> yeah i'll have to schedule another trip to canada that's how i got her last time poor her (laughs) trapped in a car (laughs) i'm rocking the patriots gear i'd appreciate that 
Of course. Yes. Man, I like it. <laughs> yeah, old school. Gotta, gotta appreciate that. Yeah, man. You gotta, you gotta have a little fun with it. I think they funny selling the old school logo now than they do the current stuff. <laughs> Probably. All right, man. So obviously huge, huge, huge. It's great to have you on, man. So thanks for carving out a little time to pop, pop by and hang out with us for a couple of minutes. Uh, I know this is obviously a super, super significant period of time as we look forward to the Super Bowl between the Falcons and the Patriots. And really... Oh my God, round seven for freaking Tom Brady, dude. That is absolutely insane. Uh, look, I'm not going to make any bones about it. I'm happy for the Falcons. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy for Matt Ryan. And, you know, I do look back at all the Redskins, absolutely fans hating on Kyle Shanahan. And uh, when they were taking sides with RG3, and I was like, dude, I think they did a pretty good job making that guy look like a quarterback. Because what has that dude done since? Other than, well, he t- tore up his knee, obviously, some uh, residuals from that. But, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, letting teams develop players develop and coordinators develop and he obviously had some you know pathways after the Redskins but he's done a good job in Atlanta and they stuck with him after that first year which was a little bit bumpy because the Falcons started strong then they struggled late and you can see the payoff this year but you do have a, a you know Matt Ryan in his prime 31 he's had some tough playoff losses but that offense looks good man they did a good job getting the, the offensive line solidified Alex Mack that's a, a really key signing for them but Ryan looks competent, he looks confident, he's poised, and he got kind of got out those big-game bugaboos off of him. Of course, they didn't have to have late-game heroics against the Packers since they beat the brakes off of them. Oh, you know what? I was mistaken. I was mistaken. I think I do. Uh, I think uh, Whitfield might be on, uh, on the line. Hold on, hold on. Hey, 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 Whitfield, how did you get past that, that Trump ban? Oh, okay, never, never mind. He's still thinking about that NFC Championship game. Really? Aaron Rodgers, dude. Come on, bro. My bad, bro. It's okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and let you cry in peace. I'd say you'd cry into your beer, but really you have a glass of milk. It's okay. Now we know why he likes milk so much. That's the, the, ba- the, the, ba- the baby needs a baba. Anyway, we'll catch you later. This time I thought he sounded like Chewbacca. Yeah, we'll catch you later, Matt. (laughs) It's okay, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so obviously, you know, when when you start reading about the Super Bowl, it gets the headlines get dominated a lot by Matt Ryan and Tom and Tom Brady, and that's reasonable. Um, you look at Dan Quinn, you look at Bill Belichick, you think about the coaches, you think about the players, you think about the, you know, really the trajectory of the two franchises. And they're in different places. You know, really, we're, we're, we're polishing the already ridiculously fantastic legacy of Brady, of Belichick, of the Patriots franchise in this era, which is ridiculous. And obviously, you have people that hate them, uh, don't like them, they're cheaters, they're this or that. And that's fine. People are entitled to that opinion. But you know, at the end of the day, what was it Parcells used to say? You are what your record says you are. And they've, they've got some hardware. They've got a lot of wins. They've got a lot of records. And before Brady is done, you know, he's, he's going to throw a whole bunch of other stuff up there that's going to really cement him as arguably the GOAT. So I, I love the setup. I love the matchup. So, Lindy, let me ask you this. What are you most looking for? As a Patriots fan, obviously that's your context, but looking at this game, these two quarterbacks, these two defenses, the two coaches, all of it. What are you most looking forward to as far as the matchup uh, between these two franchises? I mean, honestly, as a Pats fan who, who's seen a few wins, I'd like to finally see a blowout so I can relax in the fourth quarter of one of these. <laughs> That's just not how they play. Don't worry. They don't have David Tyree. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout again this time. Uh, I do think Belichick is familiar with Dan Quinn. Yeah. He was Seahawks' D coordinator two years yeah. ago. So, you know, he does a lot of the same things, except he doesn't have the talent level on defense that he had in Seattle. So that's going to be their weakness on, on that side of the ball. But they definitely have a, a high-powered offense, and shutting down Julio Jones is going to be probably the, the guy that Belichick takes away. When you give him two weeks, he, you know, it's cliche by now, but he learns how to take away one of your best weapons and make you beat him some way, some other way. Yeah, and I think he's going to take away Julio. That that's a, that's a pretty big challenge. I'll be curious if they have Butler on him or if they 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 double him up with some other people. I, I'm very curious because Sanu was very competent, um, and then obviously they have you know Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, and you know they've got a lot of bodies and they. Uh, I forget, it was some kind of really ridiculous statistic, like uh, Ryan had thrown touchdowns of 13 different people or something like that. I, I don't have it right in front of me, but th- they spread the ball around. It's not just Julio, but Julio, I think, can do more than just about anybody else in the league. He, you want size game? He can do it. You want speed? He can do it. You want He's a game not, breaker, yeah, man. Yeah, you, yeah. If, you, if you give that guy space, you know, he can yards after the catch you to death. He can do big – I mean, hell, what was that against the uh, – Packers, man, he went up and landed on his head, dude. He's like jumping up in the air, falling down on his head, still holds on to the freaking ball. Here he's stiff-arming people in the face. Now, granted, Gunther, <laughs> that dude was severely outclassed, and the Packers secondary was not good. We understand that, but Julio made him look ridiculous, dude. That guy's an absolute stud. I was worried about his toe. I was really worried about his foot, yeah. but, yeah, look, it did, look, it's the Super Bowl. This is one game, man. You you take whatever cortisone shot and ste- – not not steroids. Sorry, no, not that one. <laughs> not that one, guys. Not that one, guys. But you, you, take, you get your cortisone shots and, uh, you know, not your Barry Bonds head swelling cream, uh, but you do you, – you get through the game, man. It's the Super Bowl. You got to show up and got to play. I'll be curious how they defense Julio, uh, but there's still going to be a lot of other stuff. There's going to be a lot of other stuff. I think it sets up as a great chess match. Uh, between the two teams. And, you know, I did a sound check with Lindy a little bit earlier tonight, and I said, man, one of the things I'm really curious about, because uh, I think both offenses are very good, I think generally people are going to look at the Falcons and think that the, the Falcons have a little bit more juice in offense. Maybe that's fair, maybe it's not. They certainly have a phenomenal wealth of talent, like, across the board. But what, what I'm worried about the Falcons is really the Patriots' offense versus the Falcons' defense. I don't know that they can get the kind of pressure. And I was surprised how much pressure and how many hits they got on Aaron Rodgers in that Green Bay game. They were all over that dude. And they, you know, there were times, uh, you know, because the Packers have been really good in pass protection. And it's almost like they had like delayed blitzes. They found ways to kind of get up the middle and get in his face. And they brought a lot of heat. They looked really fast against that Packers O-line in that game. Uh, I know there was, you know, uh, the Steelers had the flu. (laughs) And the Packers apparently had something. They didn't have game. I can tell you, the Steelers and the, and the they, those two teams may have had the flu. They didn't have game <laughs> that that week, and they got their asses handed to them. But I'm very curious to see how that goes. So short of Julio, short of Julio, uh, and again, I, you know, I, I think the the matchup that I'm most curious is the Falcons' defense against the Patriots' offense, right? Because offensively, I think the two teams they're not exactly the same, but I think they're in in the same boat. Let's go that. Let's go with that. But if the Falcons are gonna, if the Falcons are gonna win this game, dude. We can talk. Yeah, they got outscore them. That's easy, easy peasy to say that, right? But I think their defense has to elevate and really play up, man. They got to bring the heat. They, they and they got to they got to get on Brady, man. I, I I was looking back at some highlights of that Steelers game, that's that Patriots Steelers game, and man, there were a couple of players where it looked like Brady had all freaking day to throw. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, like, I'm not sure what they were doing there. It, it, it they were, you know, their base cover three defense that they always use. Mm-hmm. But Brady's been playing them for how many years now? Like, I mean, you got to come with something new eventually. <laughs> yeah, no, and He's it lit up the Steelers, dude. Dude, and it's fair well, it's criticism. Like 19 touchdowns, zero yeah, he, he owns the Steelers, and even worse than the Tomlin era. Oh, yeah, uh, seven games. Uh, Brady has seven games versus the Steelers in the Tomlin era. 22 touchdowns, zero interceptions. <laughs> Let me tell you what. <laughs> not easy. Yeah, I know, right? Tomlin, Tom, bruh, bruh. Practice, man. Bruh. <laughs> That's when you go, hey, guys, maybe we should try something different on defense. <laughs> I mean, for real, dude? Of course, I don't know that anybody could have been like, hey, man, Chris Hogan's going to roast us for, like, uh, what was it, nine for a buck 80 and two touchdowns? Yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, Ho- Hogan was just a freaking stat hey, machine, dude. He was dude. that baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ho- Hogan's Heroes, Hulk Hogan, all those things, man. He was a real American. He was all of that stuff, dude. <laughs> Which that, that probably means because, you know, Belichick can never have the same game plan two games in a row. Hogan will have, like, one touch for seven yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. He'll be yeah, a, pretty much. He'll be a decoy. He may actually deactivate him this game. <laughs> yeah. Probably. He's going to bring back. Who was that guy that had the high top? Was it Taquan Underwood? Or something like that. That one game. I heard it's a guy who crushed the Colts and then was deactivated the rest Jonas, of the season. Jonas Gray. Yeah. Jonas Gray. <laughs> 201 yards, four touchdowns, and then never seen again. Poof. <laughs> you, it's you one know. shining moment. Or yeah. one sharding moment. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag just Belichick things. So, <laughs> I, you know, but, 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 but that's the thing, man. Um, it, it's, you know, teams do it different ways. And there's different styles. And... You know, uh, we can argue about the things that people want to take away from New England and want to hate on them for, but in proper context, (laughs) it's hard to hate a team that much unless they've been that good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And they've been that good. Um, And they've delivered pretty consistently for a long period of time. So clearly the methodology is there. Uh, And, you know, when you hear, like, I, I think it was Deion Sanders, and he was talking about Belichick, and he said, man... Talk to players that understand the game that have been through it, you know, and the respect that they give him as a head coach for doing what he does. And then you talk about Tom Brady and then the evolution of the wide receivers under him. Think about some of the guys that he's thrown the ball to, like David Patton, you know, or, or whatever. And... All you have to say is he dragged Jabari Gaffney <laughs> to the AFC Championship I'm... game and almost won it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and there are guys that, that are great. I mean, Randy Moss, if he could have kept his head on straight, Lord knows how many touchdowns he could have thrown out to Randy freaking Moss. Gotten him earlier. My yeah. He would have shattered records. Yeah. Um, you know, and there are, you can cherry pick some names out. You know, certainly Wes Welker had a period of time. I'm a big fan of Edelman, uh, which anybody that plays in fantasy football leagues with me understands that. Um, I'm a big fan of Edelman. Uh, I love that guy. But, you know, when you look at the totality of his career, there are some relatively nondescript players. And, you know, part of the part of this conversation when we talk about franchise quarterbacks is, you know, what do you have around you and what do you do with it? You know, and you expect great players to elevate. And this has always been part of my argument is that I, I looked at Tom Brady as somebody that elevated the play of those around him and that when you give him even better pieces, he obviously does even better, but he can take average, normal, whatever, some of its system, some of its coaching, some of its him, some of its execution, and you get more out of them. You extract more out. You know, the, 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 the old proverbial, the sum is, you know, greater than the, you know, whatever individual pieces of the parts, blah, blah, that kind of stuff. And to me, that's what he is. So 
you know, again, there's a lot of angles with this game. <laughs> I'm sorry, for whatever reason, I was thinking back to, like, Tom Brady telling his dad that he's on a media ban. Uh, and I, I laughed about that. I loved that. That was so freaking funny. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of context. It's not just this team as a team. It's not just Tom Brady the player. It's Tom Brady the image, and it's the perception of Tom Brady. It's the deflate gate context. It's all the history, uh, and people are going to throw it out there. It's Spygate. It's cheating. It's this. It's that. Um, and, of course, D-Stat will always tell you, hey, man, David Tyree, Manningham, the catch, and, you know, the Giants got you twice and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of things wrapped into this for – New England and for Brady and uh, certainly there's a lot on the table for Ryan but I guess you know again Linda you're, you're the Patriots fan so it's an interesting perspective looking at the two teams looking at the two quarterbacks who do you think actually has the most on the table in this game the, the most to win the most to lose I mean obviously the the FU tour is is there Brady takes the high road and he won't say it and you know his his dad says it, and then he jokingly says his dad's not allowed to talk anymore. But you know, Tom Brady was telling his dad, "Yeah, all right, that was good, that was good." But uh, no, as far as you know, legacy and and where you want to be as a quarterback, Matt Ryan has more on the line on Sunday. He he doesn't have that chip yet. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, Brady's there in the goat top, whether he wins it or not. Obviously, you don't want to have three Super Bowl L's hanging on you, but. Yeah, if if he loses it in a close game, and you know, again, every time he's lost a Super Bowl, he stepped off the field with the lead. So you know, mm. it's not like he it's not like he ever threw a bad pick, and you know, he didn't have that Peyton Manning against the Saints moments in any yeah. of his goals. Yeah, I mean, and and that's true. I mean, it's fair conversation. You know, it's a team effort, and sometimes your defense doesn't get it done, or you know, the other team just has a clutch play to finish it off. I mean, those things happen. Twice. Yeah, <laughs> or they have a miraculous play to help finish it off. No, I'm just kidding. Does David Tyree just, have just to? Quick, does Tyree on, have to buy anything? Miraculous plays. What? Andy, I just saw the replay of the New England Seattle game. I gotta ask you, dude. When the yes. when the ridiculous catch with like one minute was made, I remember you wrote "God hates New England." Yep. That was my Facebook status. That's the status, and I lost. I lost it. But my wife and I are, you know, pretty much dancing around the living room, screaming at the TV. Why isn't he calling a timeout? Why aren't we calling timeout? And then you know. Uh, a couple weeks later, when the uh, what was it, the NFL mic'd up came out, mm-hmm. they actually had a microphone on Belichick for that, and uh, all the assistants were saying, you know, call timeout. Are you gonna call timeout? And he's just sitting in there. No, I got it. And <laughs> turns out he he saw the turmoil over on the Seahawks sideline. He knew they couldn't match up with the New England three corners that they sent in, and I guess you know they they had been practicing that play and. and you know, practice all week long, and Butler read it perfectly. Didn't and I like that because he put the onus on Seattle to get yeah. the job to actually finish it. He's like, I'm not giving you that time. You have to figure it out on your own. And right. But, dude, when that play was made, I was like, oh, my well, gosh. The, like, the most underrated part of that sequence is the tackle that Hightower made at the two-yard line to take down Lynch. Yes. Without, well, without that tackle – Totally different ball game. There's a parade in Seattle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the old proverbial game of inches, man. And now Marshawn Lynch is giving Skittle is over in Scotland, giving Skittles to people. 
Yeah, right. Bicycle around. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen, if you guys haven't seen that, it is glorious. By the way, and he's in Houston, Scotland, talking about the Super Bowl in Houston, Texas. It is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. Actually, you know what? I have one thing queued up, and just because we brought it up, just listen to Marshawn, man. Here, I'll take this out. Just remember, Beast Mode done slid through Scotland. He gave you something so you can make sure that you enjoy the game while you're watching it, too. I wouldn't think all the way out here y'all would know anything about. Be kidding. People stay up until ridiculous o'clock in the morning. Take That's days a time? Off ridiculous o'clock? Yes, ridiculous o'clock is a time. The sports group knows it very well. But if you get scared. <laughs> anyway, if you have so Scotland, I know if you haven't seen it, man, look up Marshawn Lynch and Skittles go to Houston, Scotland. It's, it's 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 if you hate Marshawn Lynch, you'll hate him more. And if you love Marshawn Lynch, you'll be like, this is great. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I miss Marshawn Lynch personally. I miss him. He was fun. All right, let's let's just think so he won't get fined. <laughs> That's right. He's just in Scotland, so he won't get fined. I don't. Can Goodell find him in Scotland? He might be able to find a way. Um, actually, you know what? I, it, it, you know, Lindy, this one's for you. So I love this uh, one. Uh, this one sign I saw. Let's see if I can figure out Rhode Island's Dennis Moffat painting, and they had was this a billboard? And so what they did is they painted yep. you know, a bunch of rings. A bunch of rings on a hand, and they left the middle one blank. And they said, "This one's for you, Roger." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually the uh, the side of their building that's been on the news all week up here. Oh my god, that is hilarious! That he is, he is not popular around here. No, well, I wouldn't. One for the middle finger. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I, that that might be one of my favorite pre Super Bowl signs <laughs> I've seen in a while. Uh, for sure. I thought that was well done. I also thought it was kind of funny. Where was it, man? There was some Atlanta... Yeah, some Atlanta gas station, man. They won't sell Sam Adams beer until after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I like that. But you know what? You know what's great is that Sam Adams responded to him on Twitter, and it's <laughs> they said, won't be their only loss. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. But they, and they said, don't worry, Atlanta. We're still drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> but oh, it's good for the gas station. Some little, po- I mean, I don't know, some little gas station man making some uh, national news. They're probably going to sell plenty of stuff, man. I thought that was great, though. But you know, realistically, uh, we've joked around about the the Goodell Fu tour, and I'm hard pressed to imagine that whether it's for Kraft, whether it's for the fan base, or whether it's for Brady, who probably still can't hear those chants of <laughs> "Where's Roger?" Um, <laughs> anything related to Goodell. I think somebody said like it's like playing a game of Where's Waldo? Like, won't that guy? Yeah, show? that was uh, Martellus Bennett. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. But the the Goodell Fu tour, and Lord knows, as a Redskins fan, I've been on the short end of the stick when it comes to league punishment. So I don't have any love lost for that d bag either. But the Fu the the F the F Goodell tour the Fu tour I think is what Rich Eisen calls it, and I laugh every time they talk about it. Uh, but I love that. But I mean, like that has to be such like in the gut has to be such an absolutely ridiculously ridiculous o'clock motivating force you know i mean here you you talk about tom brady right having to go practice you know during the suspension having to go practice with like some dude i think he was selling cars or something ridiculous i think i, I can't i don't know the wide receiver's name maybe you know and i think they had him in camp and they i don't cut remember him. his name i know he went to dartmouth or something yeah like he, that. he did go to dartmouth 
And, you know, they get this guy out to practice with them. And, you know, I think somebody, you know, took some footage of whatever high school field they were on. But, you know, you're talking about a guy that, that systematically changed his throwing motion to help protect his arm so he could still throw the deep ball as he aged. You know what I mean? When we talk about what Peyton Manning did to overcome his neck injury, when we talk about things that a guy like Drew Brees does, when we talk about some of these things that Tom Brady has done, I think I saw one thing where they're like, you know, people joke around him not eating strawberries and eating tree bark. You know, I mean, this is a guy, I mean, think about how much time you have to spend honing your craft, taking care of your body, preparing, and what goes into it. And then to have those things happen, to have it kind of taken away from you, to have your reputation, your legacy kind of sullied, uh, your your organization, your team, you know, you, you get dirt kicked on them, as we used to like to talk about with the Giants, with Mark, you know, you get pissed. Right? They may not show it. They may not show it, but, I mean, God, what, a, what an incredible set of motivating factors to carry into the season, to overcome, and to be at this point. To be at this point staring at that. How absolutely fantastic for Tom Brady <laughs> to be able, if they do this, and it's, they got to they finish, man. And it's true for the Falcons, too. I mean, nobody's won anything yet. <laughs> you got to get out there. You got to earn it. And I think they're going to make uh, – whoever wins this game, I really do believe this is going to be a good Super Bowl. I really do. I hope so. I really do. I, I, I love the matchup <clears throat> on paper, man. I really, really love the matchup on paper. But that's why you got to play to win a game, man. That's why you got to show up on Sunday, brother. But, I mean, oh, my God. In, in context, deep down inside Brady's gut i mean how hard how much rage whatever it is that drives this guy i mean he has to be like teeming with it and just ready to go up there and kick ass dude i mean holy crap so as a patriots fan looking at this living through this thing being up in boston drinking beer come on lindy this whole year this freaking deflate gate (laughs) giants fans probably going f you guys (laughs) no but I mean, like, come on to be at to be at this point. How freaking fantastic is it? It's pretty damn awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, everybody who's been involved in Deflategate, whether it was directly or indirectly, you have to look at the karma trail of bodies that has been left. Well, we we, we started the podcast <laughs> talking about Grigson, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about him for a second. He got stopped by the Patriots two years in a row in the playoffs the same way. They pounded it down their throat, and his job as the GM was to make sure that didn't happen two years in a row. Mm -hmm. He didn't. So what did he do? He came up with some scam about deflated footballs to deflect from the fact that he wasn't doing his job correctly. Mm -hmm. And, well, where's he now? He's unemployed. And who's your all's nose tackle on the D-line? The kid from Texas. Brown? Uh, Yeah, Malcolm Brown. That was a guy I wanted the Colts to take in the first round, and they passed on. Was that the one we were arguing about that one time, Shannon? Yes. They took Dorsett. You and I were talking about this on Facebook when it happened. You were so mad. Oh, my gosh. I was like, dude, take the D-tackle. We need a D-tackle. Come on, man. Dorsett's a beast. Don't lie. He ain't done shit. But, you know, the Ravens got all but heard about the, the ineligible receivers, and they made the phone call to the Colts to take a look at the footballs. Look where they've ended up. 
who else was involved? Pretty much everybody. The Jets, and they're involved. just a big damn Jets. dumpster fire. The Jets are always a dumpster fire. By the way, Chris, the score was 45 to 7, so I gave no excuses on that, just so you know. Well, I mean, if you look at his stats, they got better when the quote unquote good balls came into oh, the game yeah. at the time. But in Shannon, the game, in Shannon, question, it was 45 Shannon, I can't believe you didn't make mention of this. Y'all are talking about good balls. You said <laughs> balls. <laughs> and Trump would say the best balls. <laughs> the best. The, the, the best balls you could ever get. The best They're balls. Huge. <laughs> They're huge. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make but America great again. Anyway, go back on yeah. Go back on about the balls. Everything from Deflategate. Everybody yeah. who was involved in it has seemed to have had something happen to them. Like some, like one of those corny movies where there's a gypsy curse or it's like watching Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> or The Rings. Yeah, the new one. The Rings. In seven days. <laughs> seven days you'll die. But yeah, it seems that karma has caught up to everybody involved in Deflategate. And Brady, I don't know how he does it. He's taken the high road through all of it. And I'm, I, I'd love to hear, you know, that that lawyer, that the whole uh, lawyer-client privilege. I, I wonder what he was saying to his lawyer during all this Deflategate crap. I wonder, you know, how many F-bombs and Barry Roger and crap like that he was saying. Another man. Cheers, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to find it real quick. And I remembered it at the time. This is going back to right before all the deflated stuff blew up. And it was after the Patriots beat the Ravens in the divisional round when they did that uh, kind of four offensive linemen, one uh, ineligible receiver, was the, uh, which was – which was br- go, go check your playbook. <laughs> yeah, which was brilliant, yeah. which was brilliant but weird, right? And, like, um, I think Harbaugh obviously, you know, bitched about it. Uh, yep. Thinking that the Patriots were exploding a loophole, and uh, Brady said something like, uh, "I think I think I have, that, have it. Hold on, yeah, here you go. Quote: Maybe those guys got to study the rule book and figure it out." And I remember <laughs> it at the time, and I was like, "Oh, that's rough." And like, I don't know, man, they must have really pissed old Harbaugh off because they like or whoever else, because it did seem like there was a, like after that, it was like everybody was just like salty, ah, <laughs> you know, and it went bananas. Um, Alabama had done that same play like yes, earlier against, against LSU, mm-hmm. and well, yeah, as one coaches of will do, they will watch something, take it, and apply it. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, uh, the you know the Super Bowl video that comes out at the end of the year, yeah, Belichick and uh, McDaniel's actually talked about that, and they actually did watch that game, the uh, Alabama game, and that's where yeah. they took it from, and they actually ran that play by the league officials and said hey is this legal and they said yes it is so i have like brady said they need to go check the rule book that's <laughs> funny out. well you know I and mean, it's like it's like most things if you're on the if you're on the wrong end of it you get pissed you know yeah. you do that's what happens but yeah, raiders, raiders fans are still salty <laughs> <laughs> tuck rule he had rounds with tuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they always forget the Patriots lost a game to the Jets the same season by the same rule. And then if the rule was so terrible, how did it stay on the books for 10 years after that game? True. 
They didn't wipe that rule out until 2000. Well, don't try to tell me that the league does logical things, okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Lord. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, um, where are you at time-wise, man? Are you okay for a little bit, or you need to wrap up and go? No, I'm good for a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> because it's, it's <clears throat> you know, it's all good. It's all good, man. Believe me. But in between the rest of us fools, we can carry on and blather on uh, no issue. Mark, I would actually be really curious to hear. You've been pretty mellow tonight, uh, but we know you're a resident Giants fan, and you take great uh, enjoyment out of the, uh, you know, the two Super Bowl victories that the Giants have over the Patriots. Uh, we know, we know. <laughs> uh, I would love to hear kind of your your thoughts with what we've talked about in context of this game and and the Patriots. Well, <laughs> I mean, do you want more so response to? You know, play gates and then... Well, no, I mean, in context done. of our conversation, in context of our conversation, you know, I mean, I, we got Lindy here. You got a, you, We got an actual Patriots fan here, right? <laughs> this is a golden opportunity for of you. Course. Of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, you know, you know, with, with, you know, you know a bit of a pain, you know, expression on my face, I do... Give credit where credit is due when um, it is ridiculous what this Patriots team has done to you know, get to where they are. The amount of you know Super Bowls they've gotten to, um, and you know, and maybe <laughs> I mean all things considered, yes, maybe it is easier for me to say that with the grimace, knowing that's you know if there's you know the one team they can't get past, it's the Giants, um, and, and and that's glorious. Uh, I would have loved. I would have loved to have seen round three this year, and uh, hopefully that can still you know, happen again in the next uh, next few years. I'll give a teaser because I know we're going to talk about some of the, the Super Bowl props later. One that I think is, is hysterical because I know we'll all be on the same page of laughing that there's no way in hell this happens unless somebody disagrees with me, but uh, there's two that are asking, you know, is there any chance that after the game Belichick or Brady retires? Come on. Not Absolutely time not. yet. Of course not. No. Arnold, Arnold, no deal, no, no deal. I think it's saying like if they won, would either no, no, no. I don't, I don't, not yet. Is there a um, Brady and Belichick do the DX chop to him and tell <laughs> Goodell to suck it? I, I don't think so, but uh, maybe there should be. There, I, don't, I don't give them all the way. There is, there is a pretty entertaining one of will, will, uh, will Belichick, uh, Kraft or. Um, Brady be seen on camera shaking hands with Goodell after they if they win, <laughs> which yeah I think they would. I, I kind of they, they know they have to do. I mean, um, this is one of those times oh, where would on, it, hold on. What? I don't know. I, I read an interesting story the other day. Um, uh-huh. Remember Davis was suing the uh, the NFL back in the day when the Raiders won in what was it 1980 1981. Pete Rozelle, the commissioner at the time, came out with a dirty trick for this. He handed the trophy to Davis with both hands so that it didn't leave available the leaving you hanging with it. So if he doesn't want to be left hanging, Goodell should probably hand the trophy off with both hands on Sunday if the Pats win it. Nice. That's smart. That, that's smart. Maybe, man. Maybe. Right. Maybe. If, if that happens, who sticks their hand out first? Goodell Ooh. or Kraft? Kraft. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Kraft actually. Yeah, it's pretty classy, dude. Yeah. Who does the I death grip? Does Kraft like squeeze the bejesus out of his hand? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
the, the, well, the does, other thing does you Kraft... have to take into account is how hammered Mr. Kraft is going to be. Well, I, I saw somebody, <laughs> I saw somebody joking around. They were like, uh, they were like. Patriots tradition at least the AFC championship yeah. game and Super Bowl when he's there to handle the trophy he is hammered <laughs> he's nice. slurring words and he puts dramatic pauses in the middle of sentences where they don't belong it's great to watch I saw somebody joking around about uh, Krafner like well maybe he can be awake for this game because from all the drinking maybe he won't be passed I laughed and then I was thinking about who was that guy? Was it the mayor of Boston? They used to call him Wes Weckler or something like that. Is that yeah. is he still alive or did he pass away? Uh, he passed away oh. uh, three years ago. Man. Oh, he he had some great sound bites, man. That dude cracked me up. Oh my god! Almost what was his name Chris uh, Menino. Menino, that's right. He said something about uh, Adam Veritek splitting the uprights. And, yeah, <laughs> he, he always mixed up names. And, yeah. <laughs> Kind of comical. Instead, he called me a fat, stinking drunk. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! In That's my both worlds, right there. <laughs> in my head, though, like, like I, I don't know. A, I, I hope that Craft uh, can roid up just his hand that he shakes, <laughs> like just just stare it up this one mitt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And just squeeze the hell out of Goodell's hand. I think it would be awesome. Or high-five him so hard you, like, break his, you know, <laughs> crack something. But if ever there was a point where there's, like, the perfect opportunity for, like, you know, Sam Jackson, like, to pop in. Like, I'm thinking, you know, there's Goodell, there's Kraft. And, like, Goodell goes to say something and Kraft's like, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would just be, like, really perfect, man. Really perfect. Shut the fuck I mean, that one's good, you know, and then if, if Goodell stumbles, it's like... Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn like time. all of it. All of it. I think it would be so good, man. I, don't know, I think it would be kind of funny, too, maybe if Belichick grabbed the top of the trophy and squeezed it and, you know, in his deadpan delivery, seems fine to me. <laughs> You said balls. Uh, <sighs> man. All, all well and good, but he'll be handing it to Arthur Blank anyway, so. Uh. <laughs> Take it back! <laughs> So they, shut they don't have participation trophies at the Super Bowl now. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, they only oh give God. those banners out after the AFC Championship. That, that's true. That's Aww. Aww. <laughs> is that hey? Is that Jim Irsay or is that Whitfield? I don't know which one is it. Bro, that's good. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, what what was that banner? Like, like AFC like finalist? What did it say? AFC finalist. <laughs> AFC championship oh, game man. finalist or some BS? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Hey man, there's only a few plays that that there was there was that Jim Zorn swinging gate BS, and then there was that stupidity the Colts did. Few, you know what I mean? Signed the the dude that did it this year for like a game. Uh, what was that dude's name? Uh, you're the Colts that, fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he 
sucks so bad I can't remember his name. That's okay. That's okay. Whalen. Griff yes. Whalen. Oh, look, there's Whitfield calling in. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> Sorry, man. We haven't lifted your ban yet. There's no federal judge telling us otherwise. Still, still blocked. Still blocked. <laughs> oh my God. Whitfield's probably like, oh my God, everybody's on. What the hell's going on, man? <laughs> I don't get it. Let me back in. <laughs> oh, man. Funny. Okay, okay, let, let, let's shift course for a minute here. Let, let's shift course for a minute here. Um, well, let's go back to the Super Bowl and, and think about Falcons and, and Patriots. Uh, Mark, you're telling me that you're going to take the Falcons. Well, if that's the case, A, I'm not surprised. But um, I'm curious, if you think the Falcons are going to win, why do you want to advance that, and how do you, like, how do you think they get that done? Um, I mean, it's, it's a great matchup. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'll, first off, I'll say, you know, as with a lot of these games, if I'm really trying to profit, I'm not betting on the actual game itself. Uh, right. Because I just think there's, A, there's much better, easier money to be made in smaller sports or other sports right now. I think a lot of people get sucked in because it's a big game, and I know it's fun, but this is a really tough game to pick. So, I yeah. yes, I favor the Falcons, and I want the Falcons, but it's it's not strong. I mean, it's it's this, this should be a very tough game. Uh it's easy to make great points for either team. Um, for me, I'm just I'm just so impressed with that Falcons offense right now, and I understand the Patriots have um, you know a very strong defense uh, keeping people out of the end zone. I recognize that, but just covering all those weapons has just been nearly impossible for every team right now, and I just don't see the the, the Patriots being different uh, in that regard. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I just haven't seen, seen anybody able to do it in this play playoffs. Uh, I think that's yeah. You can shut down one weapon. You can shut down Julio, but you know, Sanu shows up. Gabriel shows up. Freeman, Coleman. Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot. Clearly, is over the hump. I mean, it, it, I, 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 I at least I feel I don't know how anybody yeah. can argue right now that he's not over the hump. That he's, to me, he's the MVP, and so. No, like just... Tony Gonzalez had some kind of line. He was talking about Ryan's development, and he said something like, "He's at the point where he's, like, he's mastered it." You know what I mean? I, I, I have to paraphrase. I don't remember the exact line, but he was talking about his development from last year to this year, and he said, "Now, you know, it, it's like when you talk about um, quarterbacks that could be their own offensive coordinator." You know what I mean? Like they've reached that right. level. They see the game that well. They play the game that well. And you know there was an adjustment period for Ryan under Shanahan's uh, offense because it was different. Uh, he was a pocket guy before with Shanahan. Obviously, he has a bootleg rollout move, and you saw the benefits of that in that game against the Packers, right? I mean, you saw that quite clearly early on with their first drive when he ended up kind of uh, running out and then flipping the ball to Sanu. Uh, you saw it when he took off and ran the ball in later on. Uh, I think it was his first rushing touchdown since 2012. But the thing was, he moved around, and he looked pretty good doing it. Looked pretty good doing it. If the Packers were going to have any hope, they needed a lot of things to go their way. It didn't happen. The Falcons look great. The Falcons look great. Their offense looked great. But here's the thing to keep in mind in context. All right, I'm going to give you some, some numbers on this. But for the Super Bowl, okay, Obviously, when we talk about the AFC-NFC championship games, both the Falcons and the Patriots completely – I mean, really, to be fair, they dominated those games. Okay? Both of those teams had a win expectancy of over 75% at the end of the first quarter in those games. That's, that's mm. extremely high. They, they obviously never fell below that mark the rest of the way. Uh, they both were fortunate. Okay? The Falcons recovered all of their fumbles in their game. The Packers dropped uh, two would-be picks. 
Obviously, the, the Steelers lost Le'Veon Bell. He wasn't right, had the groin injury. They didn't – I mean, I don't know what they were doing. I mean, they were throwing the ball to, like, random-ass people that were dropping in the end zone, and then Eli Rogers fumbled. You know, they, they were a mess, man. And then when you talk about offensive, you know, like numbers, I mean, the Falcons and the Patriots, are, they're first and second in offensive DVOA, okay? The flip side of that is they're 27th and 16 on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you can guess the Falcons are 27th. And then Ryan has been pretty fantastic, okay? During, when you talk about numbers, people have been so focused on Aaron Rodgers on the back end of the Packers season and their run up until the Falcons game, obviously. Um, but that their whole run of the table stretch, Matt Ryan's numbers have actually been better than Aaron Rodgers. And so few people have talked about that. And that that's a legitimate thing. All right. I want you to hear me out on a couple of these things. Okay. First of all, Matt Ryan's the third quarterback in the Super Bowl era with four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in the postseason game. Did that against Green Bay. Ridiculous. Okay. Highest passer rating in a conference championship game since 1970. All right, with a minimum of 20 pass attempts, just throw out a couple of names that you think is, are going to be on this list. Highest passer rating in a conference championship game. Throw out a couple Eli of Manning. names. Montana, Eli Manning. Eli Manning is not in there. Montana, Brady. Brady. Brady's in there. Brady's in there in Peyton, 2004. Peyton might be in there. I don't Peyton's know not he's... in there. No. Mm, well, uh, no, no he Joe? would be. Now, this is confined to one, two, three, five. This, uh, this, is, this is top five. Nope, no Kelly. <clears throat> okay. Flacco? No Flacco. Uh, surprisingly enough, no Flacco, he, despite that absolutely fantastic run that he was on. Kurt no Flacco Rainbow. Okay. Kurt Warner in 2008. Uh, that makes sense. 145.7. That's the highest. Okay. Okay. Joe Montana, 136 in 1988. Dan Marino, 135.4 in 1984. Tom hmm. Brady, 130.5 in 2004. All right. Well, yeah. Anybody want to guess what Matt Ryan's number was against the Packers? 150. <laughs> 139.4. 139.4. Okay. And, again, keep in mind that that Matt Ryan has had 120-plus passer rating in, in his last six games. That is the most in the Super Bowl era. That gives me a thought. What's that? Well, I congratulations. We congratulations for the, having a thought. Golf you. clap. Appreciate that. Golf clap. I think we all think that um, – Belichick may try to keep the ball out of Julio's hands, and I think that is a thought. But what if he's trying to keep it out of Ryan's hands and goes back to the old Colts strategy, goes LeGarrette Blunt, Deion Lewis? Well, hello. Think about uh, Bill's Giants, brother. Hell yeah. I mean, so just run that clock, get first downs, and I'm, don't give Ryan a chance. Lindy, if I'm not mistaken, uh, isn't Atlanta just a wee bit susceptible to the run? Uh, yeah, just a tad. Just a tad? Green Bay didn't run at all. No, they did not. Well, when they did, Ripkowski gave that damn ball away. Um, yeah. It was, but, I mean, they were they were, right they were down to nothing. They, they were it was slim pickings, and once Atlanta got up on them, I mean, it really forced their yeah, hand. they weren't really trying to establish a run at that yeah. point. It um, was over. It, it was done, man. But think about, you know, we joke around about the, the Patriots' ability to have a different – I mean, they, they can – and this is one of the things I find so fascinating about them is, you know, one week it's it's this, then it's another week it's that. And sometimes they'll pound the rock on you. Other times they'll ball control you to death. Other times they'll air it out on you. Other times it's Chris Hogan apparently grabbing nine balls and for 180 yards or whatever. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, they, they do things very specifically 
And I'm very curious to see what they do. But there's a part of me that's wondering. We're going, man, points, points, points. But what if they ball control the bejesus out of this thing? And they're like, you know what? We're just not going to let you. You might score when you have the ball, but we're going to do our best to not give you any freaking time with it. I mean, think about I, think I about think what the. Know hmm? If they're going to do that right at the opening, the, the coin flip. Yeah. Just like they did with the Steelers. I mean, normally their <clears throat> MO is to defer and get the ball in the second half. Yeah. Against the Steelers, they, they took the ball right <laughs> away. <laughs> when they took the ball, it's like, oh snap! Oh yeah, when, when they oh, took the right in the message. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, we got what? We got Deion Lewis, Garrett Blunt, James White. Yep. Who, who am I forgetting? Uh, that, that's the three running okay. backs right now. And then you got Devlin, the fullback. Yeah. I, you which know, they will throw to him too. <laughs> I mean, hmm. they'll, they'll put it all over the place. I'm I'm very curious to see how they do that. I need to pull the Falcons like rank against the run but i feel like that that's a that's a potential soft spot i'll be very curious if they do that i don't know if getting into a pure shootout is in their best interest not that they can't put points on the board but i just don't know that Uh, that's the ideal way i mean they're they're a good bend don't break defense yeah i mean they might be 16th dvoa but they're also first in scoring they gave up the yes. least amount of points this season. Right. That's and true. That, that's 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 what wins the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll give up some yards, but we'll tighten up when we have to. And I mean that's a legitimate thing. That's a legitimate right. thing. Right. And if it comes down, you know, uh, Belichick knows I'll, I'll trade field goals for touchdowns all oh, day long. Sure. Speaking of the Falcons in time, like when uh, I think it was late in the second quarter in Rodgers, it was like a third and twenty-one or something, and and you know. He ended up heaving the ball downfield, and the, there, Jared Cook was actually open on the sideline. He didn't; he just passed by him, and he threw it deep to Jordy. That ended up being a, um, an interception by the Falcons, and they went right down the field, and Julio got in. What was it, was it like seven seconds left in that first half? Something and, like that. And Julio yeah. was in there like toe-dragging. I mean, I, that's a team that they don't need huge windows of time to put points on the board. I mean, you know, you think about the huge plays that Julio had when, the, you know, they embarrassed. What was that, like a 73-yard touchdown, that little catch and run where he, he shook off Gunner and stiff-armed oh, that one dude? a couple dude. times this year. Yeah. He did that against Carolina where he just caught a quick slant and just gone raced down for 300 yards. I mean, it was – Yeah. I mean, he could do that. So, I'm certainly very curious, but uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that's I, – I just – I, I want to see how the Falcons go after New England, of course – but I, I think I'm most intrigued by how the, the Patriots, A, play defense, but how they use their offense to sort of play defense, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, and and if, they, if they sort of like go, okay, well, we you know, we know what you can do, <laughs> and we're going to make you have to really earn it in a different way and put them in tight positions. I, I don't know. I mean, that, and that's part of the chess, the chess match. And I think Dan Quinn has done a really good job with Atlanta – you know their their defense got uh, markedly better on the in the back end of the season. Uh, I think they uh, yeah, you could see that with speed. Uh, is is it uh, is it Beasley that got healthy? Um, Big Beasley, yeah. yeah. He led the league in sacks. Well, hey Not now, balls, but sacks. Look, Shannon, you said <laughs> balls. Just saying. Um, but you know, but I, I think there's so many different ways this game could go. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for it. And oh man, I, I'm telling you, man, it, I'm, I would. Wouldn't it be a hoot if we spent all this time talking about the offenses and the quarterbacks, and it was like, and they totally went like 
old school Giants, Mark would be like, yeah, of course. <laughs> they use a Giants tactic. They can't beat the Giants, but they use a Giants tactic to win one. <laughs> but I think that would Belichick be... was a former uh, that's, uh, Giants coach. I, that's right. But, I mean, wouldn't that be a hoot? We'd spend all this time talking about quarterbacks and offense, quarterbacks and offense, quarterbacks and offense. And if they ball controlled the bejesus out of it and said, nope, we're just not going to – we're not going to give you any time, man. Sorry. <laughs> Good for you. You have this great offense, but we're not going to let you have the ball. What up? <laughs> Now, watch, now that we joke around about that, it's like 70 to 63. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a game of Madden. <laughs> anyway, Randy, you've been mighty quiet. You got nothing? <laughs> well, actually, I was looking up uh, the defensive stats that since uh, oh, you know, I mentioned earlier. Um, Atlanta has a 17th overall rush defense. Their, their passing defense is 28th. But obviously, like you said, as the season went on, their defense got better. So that they tells did. you that they did. Ch- chances are they were worse off. As before the before about midseason. Let's see. Overall, they, they were twenty fifth. Yeah. So it's well. See, I'd be um, curious because they were such they because they led the league in scoring, right? Yeah. 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 I, I'd be yeah. curious if how much of their their rankings are influenced by just garbage time ass stats. You know, because it's mm-hmm. like if if they're if they're putting the pedal to the metal and they get up on somebody like if uh, you think of like them versus the Packers in the first half. I mean, they were killing them. You know, yeah, the Packers put some points on late, but who who freaking cares? Like the game's not, you know, the score's not really relevant at that point. You know what I mean? That's just it's garbage time production. It looks great on paper. Hey, Jason Campbell, money! Yay, Jason Campbell stats. <laughs> game's pointless. Let's let's get some Check yardage. Down, Charlie. Yay! The fuck out of my face with that shit. Um, <laughs> I think Sam said it best. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck. But you're right. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Also true. Just let you know, man. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> or as Shannon would say. Get off my lawn! That's right. There you go. Um, now I totally I forgot where the hell I was going. What the hell was I talking about? Well, the I mean, stats. Yeah, yes. garbage stats. Oh, yeah, garbage stats, garbage stats. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd be kind of curious with Atlanta because their offense is that good. Like, how much of their numbers are skewed by garbage time, you know, production? You know what I mean? Oh, right, right. I mean, they were averaging almost thirty-four points a game, which in today's day and age is almost unheard of. Uh, but I mean, they were also giving up twenty-five points a game. So yeah. yeah, they were. Some of them were close. Some of them were blowouts. But for the most this. part, once they got to the playoffs, it was just all blowouts on their end. So let's see. Um, in that context, let's see. Blah blah blah. All right. Yeah. Falcons dropped thirty-eight in the Saints in Week Seventeen. Thirty-five uh, in the first half. Yeah. All right. So the Falcons finished with the eighth best offense since the merger, which is pretty ridiculous. And this is an article on ESPN. You've heard of the teams just ahead of the Falcons: the twenty thirteen Broncos, nineteen ninety nine and two thousand one Rams. 2007 Patriots, 97 Broncos, and both the 93 and the 1994 49ers. Rarified company. All right, so let's go. The Patriots are a step below the Falcons. And we're getting into percentiles. I don't want to hurt anybody's brains. We're not going to get too heavily into statistics here. But by this this particular article, what they have here is that we're looking at the eighth best matchup of offenses in Super Bowl history. So there are only seven, according to this statistical ranking, there's only seven higher-octane matchups, and then they talk about what happened in them. All right? <clears throat> now, this is, this is one from my heart. 1991, the Redskins and the Bills, combined percentile rank was like 98.4. Uh, obviously, the Redskins beat the brakes off the Bills. I don't – the garbage time score, who cares? I remember that game. Somehow, in, like, I was 13 
but I remember when the Redskins didn't suck ass. <laughs> thank you for at some point. You dreamed a dream. Yes, thank you. I know. Thank you for at least at some point in my life being really good. Uh, that was that point, but thanks for ruining my adulthood. Anyway, no, uh, but anyway, 1991, man. Redskins and the Bills, high octane. 1997, Broncos, Packers. Okay, mm. their combined percentile rank was like 97.8. 84, 49ers, Dolphins in the high 97s. 1996, Packers, Patriots. All right, 78, Steelers, Cowboys, which predates us. 83, Raiders, Washington, which we're too, all of us are too little, and certainly Mark, because he's like 20, uh, for anybody else to care about it. And then Cowboys, Bills in 92. So when you think about like high octane and, and where these offensive ra- offenses rank, that's a really interesting set of teams and set of Super Bowls that this falls into with where, you, you get what I'm saying? You know, I mean, it, that's it's really legitimate, man. This, is, this has the potential to be fantastic, but some of those games weren't good. No. I mean, the Cowboys beat the hell out of the Bills, 52-17. The Raiders yep. beat the brakes off of the Redskins in 83. Thanks, guys. I'm glad I'm too young to remember that. Uh, 38-9. I mean, some of these games were, were, at least on the scoreboard, they looked decent. But It wasn't the um, Cowboys-Steelers. Was that the 35-31 yeah. game? Yeah, 35-31. The guy who dropped the game tying touchdown in the end zone and they kicked the field goal. Is that the yep. one? Oh. Yeah, that was the one where Staubach hit him right in the numbers, and he just dropped it. I and they, the Cowboys announcers like he's got to be the sickest man in the world, and Let's I think see. that was the one. Yeah, I mean this one gets into a whole bunch of stuff. It gets into numbers with uh, Gronk, and uh, one of the things that was by the way, yeah, freaking Brady's doing all this without Gronk. Well, and this was part of the point of the article was that his drop off without Gronk before was it was a more significant drop off. All right, from 2010 to 2015, including the postseason, uh, Brady had a 102.1 passer rating with Gronk in the lineup, 85.6 without, which is a huge difference. And that's very different this year. I'm trying to find the numbers. His passer rating with Gronk on the sideline in 2016 is, is now up to 104.8, which is actually better than his numbers with Gronk in there. So a lot of that's going to be Edelman. Uh, clearly, in recent history, is going to be Chris Hogan. Uh, there's some things in that, but they but they've learned how to adjust outside of Gronkowski. You know what I mean? And that's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. So we have two quarterbacks playing really, really high caliber football. Really high caliber football. Really could be fantastic. And they actually have this run. And I'm gonna <laughs> naturally. So let's see if I can give this to you. Here's Ryan's uh, past six games. All right, this is going back to week 14. Don't forget that Julio Jones missed two of those games. So, Ryan's 142-195, completion percentage, about eight, a little over 1,800 yards. Yards per attempt, 9.5, 18 touchdowns, zero picks, 133.3 rating. I mean, a QBR of 92.5. Of course, ESPN has to throw QBR in there, but you know how I feel about QBR. BSE! <laughs> the hell yeah. Get out of my face with that crap. All right. And they take the six best. Uh, they have them labeled as player B, but let's just let's label them player Brady. <laughs> this is the best six-game stretch of Brady's career. This is week two through week seven of the 2007 season. All right? Oh, yeah. And so they're very close. You know, Brady's 147 to 201, 70, right around 73%, a little bit over 1,800, 9.1 yards per attempt, 24 touchdowns, two picks. So, that, I mean, that's what you're talking about. Ryan right now is the caliber of what he's doing is in tune with the best stretch of Brady's career ever. And we can talk about game plans and all that kind of stuff, but my point is just that both of these guys are playing lights-out football. 
right? I mean, it really, it really could be just a mind blowing, mind blowingly fantastic matchup. But uh, I still, there's a part of me that wonders how much the defenses are going to come into play. But um, well, for Atlanta, for Atlanta, it depends on which defense you're going to get. Are you going to get that physical, tenacious defense we saw against the Packers, or are we going to get a team that's had time to just kind of relax and kind of take it all in and for that for that oh, first man. Super Bowl bid for them just kind of well it's you just, know that inexperience well I I would think that Ryan has to have the old Andy Reid chip on his shoulder from when the the 49ers <laughs> managed to come back and they pull the old El Foldo was that 2012 yeah. Um, yes yeah you know I, I mean I think Ryan still carries that yeah, different coach. Yeah, different system. Yeah, different players. But I mean, he's still there. I think that's got to be on him. So I don't think he will. Uh, you know, some of the younger guys maybe, maybe, maybe. But I, I would. Don't forget. We talk about the coaching tree. Do not forget that the Falcons have like Patriots front office tree <laughs> there. Oh yeah, because it's. I do. It, it, don't because uh, 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 it's Dimitrov and uh, Pioli, right? Yes. You know, so there's a little bit of that Patriots flavor in Atlanta. Don't get me, you know what I mean? That that's that's a legitimate thing. So, and I, you know, Dan Quinn's been through it, man. That's not a guy that hasn't dealt with this before. He's been through it. So, I, I think Ryan will help keep him in check. I don't know. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Somebody else in the team may drop the ball, but I mean, don't look for Matt Ryan. Who was that? Eugene Robinson out there dipping his wick in a hooker or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Damn, that's the night before the Super Bowl. He won the Man of the Year award, left the ceremony, and picked up a hooker. Way to go. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, PR nightmare. And then gave up, you know, a long touchdown and another long pass to set up another touchdown. Well, he figured. He figured he went deep the night before, so they might as well. You know what I'm saying? Yes! Just saying. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. That's right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, let's see where we at. Ooh, man, we're just like rocking and rolling. We have like this monster first segment. Um, <clears throat> i tell you what. Let's go ahead. Just out of curiosity, I want to get uh, – we've talked about a lot of content. We've talked about a lot of content. And, again, you know, thanks for popping in and hanging out and joining us. We really do have a lot of fun doing this stuff. You can probably tell, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we have a grand old time doing this. So, um, But go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, a couple things. I want you to call your shot for this game and – I don't know that we've finished talking about the F.U. Goodell, but, uh, you know, we've hinted at it and we've talked about it. So if you want to kind of tighten up any thoughts you have on the F.U. Goodell tour, the GOAT kind of discussion, Belichick, whatever, Pat's fan perspective, Boston perspective, all of that's fine, fair game. And then call your shot for this. Maybe, you know, the old wrap-up walk-off kind of shots, man. Uh, if you have those, feel free to drop those. But I'd love to hear you kind of call your shot on, on what you – I know what you want to happen, but what you think is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I, like I said, I'd like to be a couple of victory beverages into it in the fourth quarter this year, but that's probably not going to happen because yeah. it never does with them. They never make it easy, even when it should be. But uh, I, I think what's going to happen this year is, uh, and the thing to watch out for is Atlanta's fast on defense, Yeah, but they don't have the personnel that, that Seattle had and, and Dan Quinn's system. They, they might be slightly overachieving as far as where they're at and i think a lot of that had to do with like you said jumping out to those big leads and you know playing situational football you Mm -hmm. know when you're up 38 to 3 you get plenty of snaps against the pass and you know your your run stats look good and you know things like that but 
they're they're too fast. They're susceptible to play action. I think if Brady and the Pats can establish the run, or at least make Atlanta respect the run enough to mm-hmm. to fall for the play action, it's going to open up a lot of holes. And you know, from what you know of Edelman and what we saw of Hogan last week or two weeks ago now, you know that they can find the hole in the zone. So if so, could Eugene Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> Orogenous zone—that's a zone defense, right? <laughs> but if, if if the safety takes a step the wrong way or steps in too too close to the line, yeah, Brady will, has no no problem going up top. Leaf and, flicker, baby. Yeah, but the, yes, the that was so flicker. great. That I was so great. They pulled that out. Oh, but uh, yeah, I think. It'll open up the, the, the deep pass if they need yeah. it. But, you know, the Patriots, they're probably one of the better teams we've seen as far as, like you said, planning game to game. You don't mm-hmm. know what the Patriots are every week because they're different every week. And not only are they different every week, but they're also one of the best teams at coming out at halftime in a completely different mode than you had before. If, if the run's not working at halftime, Brady's going to throw it 30 times in the second half. If you had to guess, I mean, obviously we know what Chris Hogan's done the last two games. And, I mean, most people, I mean, realistically, you wouldn't have seen that coming. And, and if I could swear he was hurt or a little dinged up right at the end of the season, I certainly didn't expect him. What was it, his knee, a hamstring? I thought he had something going on right late. Yeah, I think it was and, his hamstring. Yeah, late in the year. I didn't expect this to kind of, like, pop out in the playoffs. But um, I still love the – I'm waiting for Malcolm Floyd. I, in my heart, I've thought that – well, I mean, not in my heart, in my head – yeah, let's go there. In my head, I, I thought that Malcolm Floyd was going to do something. And in my NFL playoff fantasy challenge, Floyd has given me nothing. <laughs> but like 0.0. But I'm curious if you had to, if, if you had to like, t- you know, go, all right, they've done the Hogan thing. We know Deion Lewis had his moment in the sun. Who do you think they might get him with? The rookie, Malcolm Mitchell. Mm, yeah he's had a couple flashes of of, of brilliance where mm-hmm. brady trusted him and threw to him eight nine times in a game and he caught six or seven yeah but he's uh kind of like hogan they kind of hit him on the the injury report i yeah. think he was inactive against pittsburgh and uh I, I as far as i know so far he's healthy on the injury report for the super bowl so he's probably one to watch all right, you heard it here first, man, for your prop bets, it's from man. Georgia. <laughs> yes, right he is playing in front of the home crowd. <laughs> well, against the home home team. Might make some family members unhappy. Speaking of split, Matt Ryan, obviously from BC. Yeah. Up here oh. in Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hadn't even mentioned. I can't believe we hadn't mentioned that at all. Show you how little we care about college football up here. No, <laughs> No one mentions it. No one's saying, oh, the BC alum are pulling hard for Matt. No, nothing. It's all Brady. <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe you know what they ought to do? You know what they ought to do? They ought to send the guy. You know what would be great? Is they ought to, the, the, everybody, we ought to, they ought to, not, not we, but they, they ought to do like a, um, a BC GoFundMe for like Matt Ryan and just send him BC like headache powder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just, just a bunch of BC headache powder. You know what I mean? Here you go, BC this, biatch. Nah, send me some Sam Adams or some birth control. That could be BC, right? Uh, Phil Rivers needs that. Come on. 
Yeah, he's got to move them all to L.A. now. He's got to move them to L.A. You know, they have a... What is that moving company, like My Three Sons, right? Like, for Philip Rivers, it's like My Twelve Sons, right? (laughs) That that crap's probably staffed by... uh, What was it? uh, uh, Sean Kemp and... uh, (laughs) One of the one of the Cromarties. Who else has like fifty million kids? Yeah, Antonio Cromartie. Yeah. yeah, dude. What? Dude, Cromartie got a vasectomy and still got his wife pregnant. Yo, man, his offense is. <laughs> your defense is offensive. That dude. That dude breaking through the. Lo- when you get a vasectomy and you're still like busting loose, man, that's serious, bro. Clearly, that man was meant to play offense on some level. He will not be denied a scoring no. opportunity. No, he uh, shoots scores. Well, well, Lind- Lindy, I found one for you. This was a uh, for for, uh, for the win had a little article, and they had uh, twelve eerie similarities uh, between the current Patriots team and the '03 Super Bowl team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number one, both Patriots teams played and will play the big game in Houston. Number two, both played or will play an NFC South team in the Super Bowl. They were going to beat Carolina in, uh, you know, previously. Uh, both teams went sixteen and two to get to the. Hmm, say it again. It was thirty-eight. Super Bowl thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Man, it's Roman numerals when you've been drinking. I don't feel yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't feel like messing with it. Uh, both teams went sixteen and two to get to the Super Bowl. Number four, the two thousand three Patriots were two seasons removed from beating the uh, an NFC West team. This case, or for that one, it was the Rams in the Super yep. Bowl. The 2017 Patriots, of course, two years removed from beating an NFC West team in the Super Bowl, the Seahawks. Okay, Both Patriots teams finished first in the league in points allowed. Both teams were the number one seed in the AFC playoffs and managed to avoid the number two seed Chiefs. I didn't know that one in the AFC championship game. That's crazy. Uh, both teams finished first in the AFC East, 14-2, and two, and the Dolphins finished second with a 10-6 and six record both times. Dude, that's crazy. Uh, both teams suffered their first loss of the season after being shut out by the Bills. Um, during the 2004 playoffs, Tom Brady threw five touchdowns, two picks. Entering, of course, the Super Bowl, he has thrown five touchdowns and two picks. Um, before playing in Super Bowl 38, the Patriots hadn't trailed in a game since Week 12. Same thing this year. Uh, 2016 Patriots beat an AFC South team that plays in Houston, the Texans, in the divisional round. And uh, same thing for 2003. They beat beat an AFC South team that used to play in Houston, the Titans, in the divisional round. That's Whoever dug this up did some homework, man. Holy Uh, cow. Both teams beat the Jets in Week 16, then another divisional opponent in Week 17 to finish the season with a record of 5-1 in the AFC East. So it just it doesn't really mean a great deal of anything other than that's really weird. Yeah. But it's kind of fun. Wow. Yeah. And Tom Brady loves his dad. That's just the article <laughs> that popped up right there when I closed that one out. <laughs> oh, man. He's, he's letting his dad take the low road for him. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> Dad's taking one for the team, man. He didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, oh, there's the, Mart- there's the Martellus Bennett. Where, where is he? Where is Goodell? He's like, where is Waldo right now? That's so freaking funny. I'm going to start closing these things out. All right. Uh, Mark, so you're taking the Falcons. Uh, Lindy's taking the Patriots. We'll get more into our picks, but just on the level, um, I love love what the Falcons are doing. I just – I think the FU tour is is too much to stop, man. I think the Falcons make a hell of a game of it. I really do. My my concern, and and I told you when we talked, when we did a little sound check, Lindy, my concern is really the Falcons' defense. And I I think the – the Patriots are going to find a way to try to minimize the amount of time that 
um, the Falcons offense has the ball. Because uh, Julio Jones is an absolute monster. If, if his foot, his toe is healthy and he can be on the field, they got a lot of guys to spread the ball around with. Yeah, I mean, Ted, you know, Coleman, Freeman, Gabriel, Sanu, I think. What a great signing Muhammad Sanu was for them. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant signing. Alex Mack, a phenomenal signing. Um, he replaced whoever their center was last year. I don't think is even in the league anymore. Alex Mack, oh, my God. And that guy, how happy is that dude to be the crap out of Cleveland? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, There's for a real. lot of guys in the Super Bowl happy to be yeah. out of Cleveland. Well, that. Jamie Collins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Collins. And then, um. Well, he's rich, but. Yeah. yeah I'm rich, bitch. And he got then, um. Paid, but he's going to be miserable. And then, uh, then, then the dude, then the dude for the, the Patriots, uh, why can't I think of his name? That was with the Rams, the, the D lineman. Chris Long. How, uh, Chris Long, man. Oh, my God. How happy is that guy? How happy is that sad. dude? Oh, yeah. And he and and he he he's doing whatever they ask him to do. He's doing whatever they ask him to do. Um mm-hmm. and, and when people were out hurt, he took more snaps. People coming back, he takes less snaps. He doesn't care. He, they, he that dude wants to win. He wants to be in the Super Bowl. About that rink, man. Yeah. It's all and, and he talked about he talked about it, man. He could have chased Patriot some more fight. money. He could have chased some more money. Uh he didn't. He he want he wanted yeah, the old Patriot way. He wanted to be part of a winning organization, winning culture, winning locker room. He wanted a crack and a real legit crack and a shot at the Super Bowl. He got it. We'll see what they yep. do. But there's some great stories in this uh, leading up to this game. There really are. Um and I swear to you it is funny. Uh I, I don't have the article in front of me, but I think there's actually a significant number of players that have either gone through the Browns or have played Taylor, Gabriel, right? He played yeah. with the Browns. Yeah. You know, Taylor and so- Gabriel, Alex Mack. There's yeah. a total of five. Uh, I mean, on both teams combined. Oh, my God. On both teams? Yeah. Yep, well, I think he means five from both teams yeah. together. Yeah. Oh. Three on New England, and there's two on uh, the Falcons. Who, who are the three on New England? Uh, let me look this up real quick. Because I know the two on the Falcons. We just sat them. Mm hmm. No, Mack and, and Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, and then you think of other players that you know came from suck ass teams, and obviously Chris Long, but uh, and Hogan from the Bills. Oh yeah, that's a great sign. Yeah, you know, and again, some of that under is under the radar too. Some of that is understanding how the Monmouth Monster, freaking Chris Hogan, man. Hey, um, let me tell you something. What the kid on Clemson who caught the game winning uh, touchdown in the championship game? Uh-huh. He will be a Patriot. Hmm. The accountant. Yeah. That should be his yeah, nickname. Yeah. He's that dude is the accountant. I'm telling you. He will you. be a future patriot. Yeah, I know exactly who you mean. He better be ready to, to uh practice uh with Edelman. And I don't mean on Tinder. <laughs> not, 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 not on that one. Remember that chick is, is that chick allowed yeah. in Boston yet? Are they still uh, do you remember I, I that, don't Lindy? Know, but uh Edelman improved. He's uh what's her name? Adriana Lima. Yeah, yeah, he's he's all right. Yeah, he's yeah, fine. He's got, a, he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's moved on to bigger and better yeah. things. Yeah, he's like, yeah, obvious. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's he's done with the the bar scene. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I I got the three Patriots who were on the okay. Browns. Okay. On defense, there's Jabal Sheard. Yeah. Barkevius Mingo. Oh yeah. Mm. And offensively, Dion Lewis. Oh, yeah. And uh, wow, Dion, they let that dude go. Dion Lewis has been on a couple teams though. Right? I mean, was he was oh, was it with the Eagles or the Giants or both? I, I thought it, Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia. all right. So it was the Eagles. I was talking Pitt in college, but he went to Philly. 
and then he was on Cleveland, but he was on injured reserve for a season before. Because if you look at his stats between 2013 and 2014, he was on injured reserve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's had some D issues. I know that. Yeah. Uh, It's fun to note that the Patriots are 16 and 0 when he takes the field for them. Oh, Deion Lewis? Yes. Really? Yes. Mm. Uh, Good luck charm that Deion Lewis. Yes, he is. Hmm. We'll take that any day. All right, uh, Shannon, who, just a rudimentary call your shots, man. Well, I, I think it's pretty simple, dude. Um, as long as you got BB and TB12, as long as they're on the field, I, I, it's it's hard to go against New England. I, I, I kind of feel it's like Darth Vader and um, – oh, shoot, help me out, Randy. Um, Empire. What about it? Episode five, right? <laughs> what is it? Revenge. Jesus Christ. Episode five. What, Empire Strikes Back. Your Empire recollections like back. Revenge of the Lord, Shit, man. Yeah, seriously. How much? What's in that beer? Now it's glass. I thought you were gonna yeah. say. I thought you were say it's like Darth Vader and like Rick Astley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, I was ready for that. I think it's uh, Brady going, you are not a Jedi yet. Because I, th- I think Atlanta is almost there, but I think he can just pick apart that defense anytime he wants. They will probably run do the running game anytime they want. And that defense is a no-name good defense. And I think that, that will get them over the top. The Patriots will cover in this game, although I like the under total points well i was gonna say eugene robinson also liked the under <laughs> <clears throat> under the influence yes <laughs> but yeah i, I it, it, you can't go against brady and belichick in this game dude I mean, dude it's just dude I, I'm, I'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw this like random thing out here for you if you All took right. uh, tom brady has won 24 playoff games I know we're in an era, yeah, wild card expansion. I, I get all that, okay? But 24 playoff games, man. 17-year career. I can't believe he's been in the league that long. It's nuts, man. 24 yeah. playoff games, right? Okay. So understand this, man. If he was a team, if Tom Brady was a team, he would rank fifth in the post-merger playoff standings. It's absurd. How I mean, wow. come on, dude. The, St- the Steelers, Steelers would be one of 36. Cowboys second, 33. 49ers third, 30. Patriots fourth, 30. Tom Brady is fifth with 24. Right in front of the Broncos, the Packers, the Raiders, and a tie for ninth between the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. And then the Colts are right behind at number 12. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the Vikings have 17 playoff wins? Since freaking win. The hell out of here! Targets all of them. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, yeah. My Packers flag says "F you, Vikings." <laughs> I was say, Brett. I think Brett Favre may have gotten one of those wins, but yeah, but uh, just bananas. Okay, so you're, you're taking the Patriots, Randy, 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 Randy. Uh, rudimentary, call your shot. I'm going Patriots. Ooh, I sell my soul for a donut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're, you're taking Patriots. Tell me why. I just believe this is one of those things where, you know, Shannon said it. It's kind of hard to bet against Brady and Belichick, but I also believe that 
overall, the experience that team has of just being in the playoffs, being in the Super Bowl, and just the whole idea of being able to give Goodell the finger, that's just such a motivational oh thing right God. now, I think. It's finger. Just, I mean, last season you thought it was going to happen, but it was Peyton's year. This year they get to finish it off. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's funny. You think back, and there's a part of me, I'm not conspiracy theory-esque, but, please, but understand that there have been years where you look at it and you go, there's something funny, man. It was like post-9-11, you, know, pa- you know, Patriots do their thing. You have the Saints thing post-Katrina. You know, there have been some really good stories, and they just kind of line up really well. Obviously, Peyton getting to walk off. So, uh, you know... Hopefully, this isn't the Goodell prevent a ring tour, but we'll see. If the game's officiated on the level, I mean, we'll, we'll know pretty quickly. If things are really screwy, we'll know pretty quickly. Maybe somebody will flip the lights. You know, lights go out. If somebody's getting blown out, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Blame you it know. on Beyonce. Say it again? Blame it on Beyonce. You blame it on Beyonce, yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I, th- there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, but... Man, I, I you know again I love the storylines and the, uh, you know I I don't have a dog in the don't have a dog in the fight, I don't and I I would be happy for Matt Ryan and the Falcons if they won it, I really would, um, but there there's just in, in my gut and there's a part of me that really 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 uh, as that sound in that building with that missing finger a missing ring on that middle finger dude there's a part of me that's like yo all the way man all the way dude. Uh, I want to see that happen. I want the awkwardness of Goodell and the trophy with Kraft and Brady. I want the awkward. I want Brady to be the MVP. I want Kraft to have. I mean, uh, excuse me, Goodell to have to like hang out with him at a press conference. I want all of it. I want all of it, dude. I want Brady to be there with his dad, hanging out with Raj. That's what I want. You know what I mean? I think that would be so fantastic. I think it would be great. I want actually. I want Brady, Brady's dad, Kraft. I want them all craft drunk. I want them all there hanging out, death and, grip, handshake, the whole thing, dude. It bring it definitely lends a WWE storyline to the whole thing. Hey, look, they can bring the dude from Trump's cabinet down, or, or no, it's Linda McMahon, right? They can bring her in for the show. Yeah. Bring Vince. <laughs> have look, they they can do the post game like they can have a Royal Rumble cage match. Man, it'd be great, dude. Why not, man? Hey. I, I I'd love it all. What I saw an article where they said Tom Brady was a great beer drinker, like he chugs it really well. So I'd like to see him like chug a beer and then like stun Goodell. That would be freaking awesome. I thought you were gonna oh, say you wanted him to like like go stone cold and like smash the like the can in his head. Yep. Yeah. Pour it on him. That'd be phenomenal. Or That'd be great. Drunk with the RKO out of nowhere. Oh, that day. Did you say Gronk? Like Gronk comes in with an RKO out of nowhere? Yep. That would be phenomenal. Oh, my God. That'd be great. That'd be great. So, I have to do a salute o'clock. Dude, a salute o'clock, man. Let me tell you what, man. I'm double clutching, which is what Ripkowski should have been doing in that game against the Falcons. I've got, well, actually, I drank my Hunter Proof Captain and Coke in my Yeti mug. That's really nice. empty. And then I have, I told you, man, this has been my, this might been my deal lately, man. This 40 mile IPA, brother. Three knots, man. Thank you for the good beer. Love that. Shannon, what you got, bro? Dude, I am rocking what you got me. I'm rocking the Hardywood uh, Kentucky Christmas morning. Oh, bold move, brother. 
Thank you, sir. It's a uh, Christmas morning, and uh, bourbon barrels is phenomenal. By I, the way, and I, yeah, yeah, I'll be curious if that thing is good at night. But tomorrow morning, when you have the beer dumps, penis in your anus. If it, <laughs> if it pays you back a little bit, I'm just saying. Oh my god! Oh my god! I am so so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lindy, what have you been enjoying tonight, man? I can shake out the City Steam Brewery Naughty Nurse IPA. That's a lot of name. That's a yeah. lot of name. And it's good uh, stuff. Shannon. It's not as hoppy as you'd like. It's more of a citrusy IPA. Uh, dude, citrusy IPAs are good, man. Yeah. I like that as a change of pace. I like the really hoppy, punchy stuff. And then uh, the citrusy ones are a nice, like, uh, let me break that up. Uh, yeah. I like those. I like those. And, of course, you know, I take steaming piles uh, after I drink lots of beers. So the steamer is probably an accurate description as I as I have to <laughs> shake as I have to shake it off. <laughs> See, Lindy, Lindy, Shannon's mission is to make sure you get exposed to every bad soundbite we could totally do. What did you say a few moments ago, Shannon? What were you trying to drop? I was trying to say, once you're on there, I hope I can shake it off. So you, oh. you got it. Oh, okay. Poo poo poo. All right, uh, you're, you're miss- You have to weave another one in there, MacGuffin. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna let it go, man. We're good. You sure? I mean, are you sure you do? We don't. You don't want to break free from this commentary. Well, you got to you got to work harder than that, Randy. I know. Come on, Shannon. We need to break free from from segment one. Yes, probably, probably. That. Yeah. Say, question: Do you think that Whitfield's like son of a bitch? I can't get on the podcast. Son of a bitch. I don't know. Look in the chat. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much all he's been saying. Is he in the chat? I haven't paid any attention to it at all. Oh, the last thing I see is I mean seriously. Uh oh. Yeah. Mad. <laughs> what, what the heck is going on? <laughs> hey, here we go. Last five from Whitfield. Shit. Let me check for an update. I'm good to go, Fookers. Question mark. What the heck is going on? I mean seriously. Hey, Lindy. Lindy, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Let's see. Let's see if he picks up, and I can fail horn him, then hang up. This will be great. <laughs> right, here you go. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, it's ringing. He's not picking up, though. doop a doop a doop a doop And uh, we're just going to do the fail horn in his honor. Oh, well. Whitfield, we already had you on the podcast. What the hell? Shit, it's Lindy. Uh, hey, Winfield, what's up, man? Not much. Thanks for coming by. We'll catch you in a little bit. I like how he keeps calling back and I keep hanging up on him. It's great. 
Anyway, all right. Oh, my God. Lindy, why don't you go get some rest, man? Why don't you go get some rest? We're going to take a break, and we'll come back. No stories from Palma. Uh, what? No who? <laughs> Interestingly enough, I'm going to Palma in May. Hey! The wife oh. and I are taking a seven-day cruise, and one of the stops is actually Palma. Nice! I can't get into nearly as much trouble there now with my wife. Uh, well, that's true. True, true. Nice. So, that, uh, that, that was a hell of a night. If you guys get to the goat talk here in your next segment, I, I'm going to leave you with one stat that I heard today that blew my mind. Go for it. Tom Brady has done one thing in the Super Bowl that Joe Montana has never done. What is that? Eat, eat a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Okay. Every Super Bowl Joe Montana played in, he had never played against a quarterback that won a Super Bowl. And this is true. Brady wow. is Brady is three and or. Two and one, and obviously the only Super Bowl winning quarterback he lost to was the second one against Eli, because Eli hadn't won a Super Bowl the first time they played. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. But yeah, he's how about that? Yeah. Uh, oh, we actually, you know what? Let's finish our salute of clocks. Let's finish our salute of clocks. We got Shannon, we got me, we got Lindy. We still need Randy and Mark. Randy, what you drinking, man? Even though uh, I'm on antibiotics, I said, you know what? Screw it. It's uh, it's got to get some beer in me, so I did a new Belgian fat tire for the nice, game. nice, good, good call, Randy. Way to go, Randy. Mark, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing a, a nice, uh, Lagunitis, uh undercover shutdown ale. It's very delicious. Nice, a nice strong, nine point six. Gotta gotta love a good Lagunitis. Sweet. <laughs> Whitfield, how's that not smoking doing for you, Mister Vape, Mister Facebook? Vape posting, never having another cigarette. Brrr. How's it going for Three you? Days. Three huh? days. Three days. What are you what are you drinking tonight, man? What are you saluting the clock with? Coke. Coke? You don't have any milk? No, no milk. Aw. Aw <laughs> oh, damn, where is one of the kids up now? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. Oh, all right, guys. All right, guys, man. Hey, uh, look, Lenny, man, thanks a lot for hanging out tonight. Appreciate that. It was, it was good to have you in. And, um, you know, we'll see uh, if you're up for it. Maybe we can have a, a post-Super Bowl follow-up. I don't know if you're going to be uh, victorious or not not as happy, uh, but we'll see how that shakes out. But if you're up for it, maybe we can squeeze in another one. That would be kind of fun. Uh, certainly enjoyed you popping by tonight. Uh, and I'd love to hear some more stories of Shannon being ridiculous on a boat somewhere. We, oh, we, uh, we that, could dedicate an entire podcast. Well, that, that may need to be that may need to be that may need to be <laughs> offline. You know what I'm saying? It may need to be non-published, not <laughs> recording, not recorded. Yeah, for both for both our sakes. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, somehow, I think that is legitimate because <laughs> both of you guys are happily married let's keep it that way <laughs> and as far as far as the goat conversation lindy uh one, one of the songs i like to break out here from time to time um is, is some avenge sevenfold dude and that's where i stand on it man My favorite player of all time was Brett Favre, but like I would have no shame rocking a Brady jersey. I really wouldn't. I'd have no shame rocking a Brady jersey. I think I would do it in part because I'm friends with so many freaking Giants fans. 
I think I would. I think I would do it just for just just because it would make me extra happy. Honestly, so if you can Why find some look, hey Lindy, if you can find some Kathy Lee Gifford sweatshop and pick me up a Brady jersey, <laughs> <laughs> then you can ship it down to me, man. Just, just let you know. Uh, I'm sure there's knockoffs I could get a hold of up here. <laughs> China. Yeah. China. Yeah, anyway. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Kathy Lee Gifford sweatshops. That's so wrong. Anyway, uh, just uh, real quick, since we're talking about the Browns, I do want to say this. Uh, Joe Thomas, I love the fact after the Pro Bowl, uh, Joe Thomas had a tweet. and said, what a great Pro Bowl. AFC wins, and I double my yearly win total all in the same night. <laughs> Joe, at least you have a sense of humor. And uh, secondly, secondly, Kirk Cousins, I know that pick wasn't your fault. I love the hustle. I was listening to the sports radio this morning. They were like, I can't believe Kirk Cousins went after that thing. Dude, dude, Kirk Cousins, bro, go for it, man. That was great. I love the fact that guy had the hustle and went after that strip, man. Because Aqib Tlaib, that guy, he was was ripping chains off a crab tree and all kinds of other stuff, man. The fact that Kirk Cousins stripped that guy of the ball, I hope his teammates ride him all offseason for that. Yeah. That was great. I thought that was hilarious. So I have no problem with what Cousins did. Do you have the soundbite pulled from Friday? No, I I don't. I don't have the Friday soundbite. I don't. But just, just go ahead and say it. Man, my grandma would give me that change. Yeah, close enough. It sounds good. <laughs> so, Kirk Cousins, man, uh, I know that was crazy. I know you're free agent. You didn't get hurt, so I have no problem with it, man. Thank you for uh, – for uh, uh, look, the Redskins may have sucked ass in a regular fun. season, but I, I I love the strip. I love the strip of a keep to leave in a Pro Bowl, man. That's good. And uh, Jimmy Graham, don't complain about getting hit too hard in a Pro Bowl, please, man. <laughs> Just stop, dude. <laughs> anyway. I tell you what, Lindy. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for having fun. I appreciate you popping on tonight. Go rest up. I know you've got uh, some civil service to get to, so uh, thanks for joining yeah. in. I appreciate it, man. I hope you had a good time and enjoy the episode on playback. It's weird being part of it and then listening to it. By the way, yeah, yeah, that'll be something to get used to. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I have a weird schedule coming up, so uh, we'll, we'll be in touch if we uh, want to pop in and do a post Super Bowl recap. Yeah, I, 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 I think that would be great, man. Hey, that thanks would be for great. stopping by, Chris. Yeah. All right. Good seeing you guys. You have a good night, right. brother. Have a good night, guys. All right. See you, bro. Good night. See you. All right, everybody. Let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, I don't know, man. That's like an hour and 40 minutes. Should we just say, hey, that's our podcast? <laughs> we talked about most things. I mean, I think it's mostly done, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Unless I mean, you really want to get in depth with the championship. Games. I mean, we fail horned Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did our salute o'clock, right? We did that. We talked about the Super Bowl. I mean, we're largely done. We called it rap, rap, rap thoughts. I mean, I, I got a Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Tennyson. All right. Well, I tell you what. Look, I, I need to do. We new- do have props. Prop oh, bets. Oh, we have. All right, I tell you okay. what. I tell you what. I tell you what. We have prop bets. And I, for real, I mean, my bladder is, is probably the size of a basketball. I need. <laughs> I need. I've got some internal cojones. I need to go. I need to, I need to go. I need to go take. I need to go now take. I have a whole beer to drink. So yeah, 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 that's right. All right. So I tell you what, man. Plus, it's only like it's midnight. It's early for us. So I will tell you what, we'll, it's unbelievable. Let's take a quick break, 
And we had the longest, Lindy, thank you, we had the longest segment one we've ever recorded at an hour and 41 minutes. I was like, nice. hey, dude, we'll do a sound check. We'll get you in for like half an hour. It'll be great. That mofo held out for an hour and 40 minutes of our sheer stupidity. So, Dang. you know what? Hey, he should have known. He should have known it was going to be longer than that. Well, I, no, I, I told him he I told him he was more than welcome to ripcord out whenever he needed to. You know, I don't know what time he has to get up and go to work. So, good on him for sticking out the whole time. And this Yeti he's, mug, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. He's a Navy guy like me, so. Mm. That was damn fun. Seaman stains. Was- <laughs> <laughs> that was fun though, wasn't it, Mark? Absolutely. It was like random, man. I, I I was hoping uh I was hoping y'all were gonna pick at each other a little bit more. <laughs> it was right. cordial. It was it, cordial. It, it was cordial. Well, that's you know Just that was a paid picture in the Super Bowl next year. All bets are off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, look. All right, I tell you what. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll we'll uh, we'll rally up for a. Uh, a short segment, wrap up thoughts. We'll all, you know, whatever. We'll we'll run through a couple of things, prop bets. We do need to talk about, and we'll have a, have a little fun and then shut it down. So as always, keywords are sports and brew. You can find us all over the place live uh, sportscaster.com. Obviously, our feed is on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and all. You know, look the Google Play Store again. Keywords are sports. We know you love that, and brew. We know you love that. You put them together, you have us. I mean, I mean, does it get a lot better? Okay, fine. We're not on Fox Sports. We're not on ESPN. Maybe it does get better, but we're fun. We have a good time, and we like to hang out. And if you're not an asshole, we'd probably like to hang out and drink beers with you, too. And if you are an asshole, we might still like to hang out and drink beers with you. <laughs> it depends on it depends on who you want to target and haze. It all depends. Anyway, uh, we'll take a break. We'll catch you in just a couple of moments, man. Woo! Yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for just a moment there. But I'll tell you what, before we forget about it, we have to raise a glass and uh, kick some ass for two of our uh, brew brothers, man. Uh, one, Shannon McGuffin, and the other, Mark Erdistat Thomas. Uh, dude, happy birthday to both of you guys, man. Celebrating proper. You know, Mark, h- how does it feel to finally be of legal drinking age? <laughs> well, I've been drinking for so long, and now I'm finally legal. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I think you may have stunned your growth, man. <laughs> no, but all kidding aside, man. Happy birthday to both of you guys. I hope you had. Uh, I hope you both had excellent birthday weekends, man. Thanks, sir. I had a good weekend. I can't complain. Good. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, my, my wife uh, spoiled me to death and got me a whole lot of uh, ridiculous food. Went to this amazing uh, meat restaurant called the Urban Butcher on Friday night. It's, uh, it was just unreal. She spent like five hours making my cake on Sunday. Yeah, I saw a picture of that ridiculous. cake. That looked pretty serious, man. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. So, yeah, she, she took amazing care of me and uh, had a very nice weekend. Good, good, good. Well, I will certainly raise a, uh, I say raise a glass, but at this point I'm just raising a can, uh, <laughs> because you can, 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 uh, to both of you guys, man. Uh, excellent news. Happy birthday to both of you, um, and uh, certainly enjoy the the rest of this week. I'm a big believer that uh, at this point in our lives, man, it's not a birthday, it's like a birthday week, you know what I mean? And you, you yeah. catch up with friends, you catch up with family, you have a little fun, you have some nice dinners, you go out. You know, you get some uh, birthday loving and, you know, all the things that make it excellent. You have a good time with it, man. And you just uh, enjoy, you know, enjoy the moments and enjoy catching up with everybody and, you know, have just celebrate. Celebrate, 
sure, you know, absolutely. being here, being here, another year and another beer, man. Cheers. Much appreciated. So, salute. Cheers to salute. you guys. So, we have a, obviously, well, I mean, I think we covered most. Actually, I uh, mean, I think we forgot something here. What do uh, we forget? Randy, how many yeah. for you and Penny? Nine years. Oh, yes. oh yeah, and happy anniversary. Right. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was laughing. You had this really heartfelt, like, happy anniversary post, and then I was cracking up because Penny was like, happy anniversary, I love you, and then she, like, mentioned somebody else in the comment. I laughed. I said, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but I hope you guys get an, a nice weekend to yourselves uh, shortly to, to celebrate and to have some time for your anniversary, man. It, it's a cool thing. God, nine years? Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's not what shocked me is when he told him how many years they've been together. That's when I felt old. I'm surprised you can count that high, Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, what, we've been together almost 14 years now. Wow. Sweet mother of mercy. Tells you how long I've known you guys. Well, most of you, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just to, just to think, uh, you know, we started out thinking you were mute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, uh, Shannon, what do you think of, uh, you know, Kansas with that little, uh, that little uh, you know, win over uh, Kentucky there, man? Um. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's it, this is twice this year. Kentucky's been ranked in the top five and lost at home. So Kentucky's now what two and seventy five or whatever under John Calipari being ranked in the top five at home. So not exactly what you want. I still I, I recorded the game. I was out Saturday night. Yeah. Todd got me an extra ticket to the UR game. Uh, you know, I met a few guys afterwards for a few beers Saturday night. You and Todd and SB, um, you know, just kind of a quick just get together. But um, I'll be interested to see the game tape because I saw the halftime score and saw they were doing really well. And yeah. I guess Kansas just took over in that second half. So we'll see. I mean, I, at least the Kentucky guys can actually go into their own locker room and wear their own gear at this <laughs> I, point. I did. I thought it was great, man. I, I saw like this UNC shirt that had like the Duke logo, and it said like something like "At least we can wear your logo." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I was like, "Oh my god, dude!" But uh, yeah, yeah, Duke's got some issues. And I was gonna actually, I was gonna ask Mark about this uh, whole deal with Kennard, man. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff coming out about. Uh, you know, maybe that guy needs some more PT, and obviously that comeback against Wake Forest, they were down, I think, at least 10, but they were down double digits, and they ended up coming back. We had some good games, man. You know, I watched uh, some highlights. I, uh, we had some other stuff going on, so I neglected to watch the whole Villanova-UVA game, but that was uh, pretty oh, – that, that was pretty tight. UVA's I, kicking themselves. Uh, dude, uh, all, man, Villanova got hot, man. Drain it. What were they, like 6-6 six of six from behind, beyond the arc in the second half? I mean, great right. day. Uh, to close that gap against the uh, against the Hoos, and then to have that tipping basket at the end, oh, ridiculous! Uh, we went to we didn't we ended up not watching the game, and and in the morning, I don't know, I got up at like five forty five, and uh, you know, I was like, all right, Logan's like fussing about watching Paw Patrol. I'm like, nah, dude, I gotta watch ESPN, man. <laughs> this is what I'm telling my two and a half year old. I'm like, nah, it's ESPN time, dude. <laughs> so I'm like watching that, and I'm watching like Villanova just uh, three, 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 come back, close the gap, close the gap, and then the very end, man, I was like, oh, what a crappy way to lose, man. Uh, but kudos to Villanova. Um, 
I don't have a great feel for the game. I know some people complain about the officiating on both sides, but you know, UVA is good. Uh, obviously, that you know some some defensive loss with some of the guys that graduated and moved on. It's a lot to replace, but you know, Ben will have them straight. I mean, you know, Villanova. That's a quality win. Good for them. It's a what, double digit point in the second half that you let slip. Uh, that, that that that's a tough that's one tough. to swallow. That's tough. That's that that, a that, very tough. But one you know to what swallow. that is? You know what that is, man. That's a teachable moment right there. It truly that's is. That's a teachable moment, and I, I'm sure Bennett will have them uh, tighten up a little bit because you know uh, a couple of breakdowns, man, and and that really made the difference, you know, in that. But you know, again, kudos to Villanova, man, to, to be down to a good defensive team. And to uh, you know, get to come back, close the gap, and then to have that kind of a finish, uh, that that's that's a significant thing to pull off. Um, although they're not, the, I think they lost the one. Uh, I think they lost the the, the one seed. I, is is Gonzaga? Are, are they in the one hole now? Yeah, Gonzaga's so, yeah. overall number one. They yeah. they haven't lost a game yet. Well, good on them. Good on them. And my understanding, as far as like getting back to top, a couple of thoughts real quick. Uh, it sounds like Bill Self was throwing all kinds of junk defenses and zone defense and all kinds of stuff out there to try to find a way to get that done. So I guess kudos to them uh, for that. Yeah, but. somebody had told me they threw a lot of zone out there, and, and quite frankly, I mean, if Monk and uh, De'Aaron Fox aren't hitting threes, then Kentucky's in trouble. Yeah, uh, especially um, if you go zone against them, Mark. Uh, have you been paying attention to the Duke games as of late? And we can joke around about the whole thing with it. Coach K being out and, you know, them not, you know, you can't go into the locker room, you can't wear the jersey, all that kind of stuff. But what do you think of this Kennard kid, man? Uh, Kennard, Kennard's a beast. Um, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was ridiculous in the comeback of the Wake Forest game, caught the end of that, which worked out nicely. Um, and tonight they played a real strong game against Notre Dame, who's you know number twenty, and uh, they knocked them off by ten. You know they're 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 a young team. They're definitely not as dominant as some of their past years, but I I still think that they're absolutely the kind of team that could you know get on a nice hot streak, you know come late season, get some good wins under their belt, build confidence, um, and and young guys that can keep developing throughout the season. So their you know, ceiling is so high. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it is so ridiculously high. And Kennard, I mean, I want to say is one of the highest-scoring high school players of all time, if not the highest-scoring high school player of all time. Mm -hmm. Because he scored, I think, well over 3,000 points in his high school career. Great day. Damn. And his, he was a, such a sharpshooter. I think he came out of Indiana – he was heavily recruited by Kentucky, Indiana, Duke. I mean, obviously, just just big time schools. Oh yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> he was six of six in that Wake Forest game from three point range. Uh, I'm surprised they don't go to him more, to be honest with you, because he is such such a good shooter, kind of a JJ Redick elk um, at the collegiate level. Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of people calling for you know Duke to go ahead and and. Just go to him, man. Uh, as far as like embracing the obvious and, and the quality of his play on the team, and you know, just to go ahead and roll with it because they need to. You know, if they're going to be at their best, it's it's you know, get that guy on the floor, get that guy involved, and just let it play out, man. But if, well, if, if, if maybe uh, Coach K's uh, hiding his hand early, maybe. You know that that's certainly possible. 
We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it, it's a tough break, obviously, with what's happened with Coach K, him kind of being off the sideline. Um, yeah, and, I, and let's let's hope he's back soon. I I really do because college basketball is better with him on the sideline. Oh, sure. Than him not there. So yeah, you know, uh, fr- from a Kentucky fan, you know, Coach K, please get better. Please get back out there. You know, just college basketball is better with you there so get healthy get back on the sidelines yeah. but uh just before we move on at canard man 10 for 10 uh 10 for 10 shooting and he had 30, 30 points in the second half dude tonight no against wake forest against wake forest Holy yeah crap. yeah wow I think, he, I think he scored he scored like 12 12 straight at one point um and it was supposed yeah he was i mean he was so key in their comeback um I mean, they 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 should be a much better team than Wake Forest. They were seven and a half point favorites going to the game, but you know, obviously, division, you know, they're conference rivals that you know always going to play each other tough, and uh, you know they got themselves down. So I mean, you know, phenomenal job coming back. I watched the whole finish, and it was it was beast. Mm-mm-mm. Gotta love that. By the way, before we forget, man, uh, I'm going to raise a glass to old Brent Musburger, set to retire. Oh, thank on, uh, you. Before we, I mean, because I, I didn't want to forget about that. He's uh, set to retire on, on January thirty first, and I know some people Tonight. are, you know, yeah. Look at that. As a matter of fact, his last game will be at Rupp Arena in Kentucky. Man, I wonder if he'll uh, single out any uh, ladies in the stands to help, you know, kickstart a modeling career. <laughs> and how many people he may make feel uncomfortable in the process. <laughs> Uh, he different era though, man. Different era, man. Different at the sports brew. Yeah, different era, man. Brent Musburger, uh, familiar Dude. voice. He is. I mean, he has called so many significant events. Um, and again, I know some people. <clears throat> it's like any broadcaster. You you can find anybody that hates. There are people that hated Madden. People that hated Musburger. People that hated that hate Dick Vitale. You know. But the thing, the thing that you got to remember is that in context, you're talking about a voice of a generation. And so yeah. it's going to be different, um, you know, when someone like that hangs it up. Although, how fitting for him to be retiring and he's doing a, he's helping his family start a sports handicapping business. I heard that, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, between him and Al Michaels, man, yeah. they're. <laughs> it's so funny. He said, "Quote: uh, What a wonderful journey I've traveled with CBS and the Disney Company." Uh, a love of sports has allowed me or allows me to live a life of endless pleasure and make the mistake. I will miss the arena of uh, the arenas and stadiums dearly. Most of all, I will miss the folks I've met along the trail, but the next rodeo for me is in Las Vegas. Stop by and we'll share a cold one and some good stories. I may even buy. <laughs> Tell you oh, what, that man. might get me out to Vegas. Cause that dude was my favorite announcer for a very long time. Yeah. And- just being a big fan of college football and him calling the game, you knew it was going to be a big game, mm-hmm. regardless of who was there. And you know that, golly man, that's just another childhood memory. Just yep, going on, going bye bye, and it's just ugh. What? I mean, how many of us growing up remember turning on channel? What was it? CBS on Sundays before games started. It was him and Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Did the NFL today for a while. Yeah. Yep. NCAA tournament, NCAA football, championship games. I mean. Well, I mean, he's called a ton of stuff, man. I mean, he, that guy has done a lot of stuff in his career. And, 
you know, uh, we're uh, other than Mark, we're all of the age <laughs> going through the eighties and the nineties, you know, Musburger had some, had some big time games, man, big time series. And, you know, uh, you, you can just listen to all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, and it's kind of fun to dig through the moments and dig through these little snippets of his career. It's good. And of course in the, uh, the article I've pulled up, they do have the, they do have this one. So let's see if the audio is good. Cause I'm going to play it back into the game. Now, when you're a quarterback at Alabama, you see that lovely lady there. She does go to Auburn. I want to admit that. But she also, this Alabama, and that's A.J. McCarron's girlfriend, okay? And right there on the right is D.D. Bonner. That's A.J.'s mom. Wow, I'm telling you quarterbacks, you get all the good-looking women. Ah, it's a, what a beautiful woman. Wow, he's, A.J.'s doing Whoa. Some, some things right now. You're a youngster in Alabama. Start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with pop. Dude, you say something, man. <laughs> Start getting as the football and run around with pop, buddy. About that, he was right. He was right. He was absolutely right. Damn, Skippy. You know, and again, he's from a different era, dude. I mean, if somebody, you know, I think let's be fair. That I was not offended by that. All right, I get why some people are. This is not to take away from your whatever sensitivities towards it. But that that's like a that's a dude from a different era, you know what I'm saying? And you this just you're not going to hear like commentary like that generally cuz people are too censored or too worried about the reaction. That's an old guy that doesn't give a crap. You know what I'm saying? Justin. Justin. What? Arnold just called in. <laughs> he has a comment for those people who were offended by that. Stop being such a pussy. <laughs> Chill out. Big quad. Stop whining. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. So shut up! There you go. Here's a couple of comments, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Arnold, for your contribution tonight. There's a beautiful woman. Get over Dude, it. Dude, smoke show. As as uh, Is that Pharrell on the bench? Uh, I forget who used to talk about the smoke shows, but yeah, smoke show, man. Smoke show. No doubt, dude. Freaking no doubt, man. Anyway, that's pretty crazy. Uh, so yeah, certainly raising a glass to uh, Musburger, man. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for all the uh, the the time, the work, the career, the coverage. Uh, thanks for what you contributed to the uh, world of of sports and certainly sports broadcasting, man. Enjoy retirement and enjoy the sports handicapping. And I'm sure lots of people will attempt to take you up on the "you may buy a cold one for them," dude, even if dude, you don't ever do it. They have to make an appearance at that mm -hmm. sports book. Yeah, that's that's pretty fun. I'm not even joking. <laughs> pretty great. That also, would be fun. You know, you know what else is great is uh, Roy Williams uh, during a, a a loss against Miami. Man, uh, Roy Williams absolutely going to town on one of the team chairs, dude. And I love the fact that uh, uh, OKC man <laughs> Cantor, dude, that broke his forearm punching a chair this week. Took to Twitter and gave uh, Roy Williams a little advice, man. He says, uh, I know, man. I hate them chairs, too. Be careful, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was digging that. I was digging that, dude. That's pretty fantastic. Another thing that I thought was great, and we haven't really fully switched gears to college, the college, I almost said college football, to college basketball yet, but I love this one, too. It says, uh, video, this is why you're LSU, LSU, and there's a tweet. And it, it, it's, it's a game uh, between LSU and Texas Tech. And the tweet, they have the video of this, and it just says, Texas Tech dude on the bench puts his arms up. LSU dude passes him the ball. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> and I mean, if you haven't seen it, it really is. It really is fantastic, man. Chat, if you can. Yeah, I, I just sent you the link, dude. It, it, it's it's fantastic. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And um, my God. Uh, um, and by the way, raising a glass and drinks for on uh, the Clemson staff, man. Uh, winning nearly uh, the earning, I shouldn't say winning, earning nearly three million dollars in bonuses in their run <laughs> to the national title. Shannon's just watching this video. Of this guy put his arms up. Oh my god! He just said, <laughs> saying, "I'm open." <laughs> oh my god! Dear LSU, <laughs> that's why you're no. LSU. Oh. I, troll level expert. I mean, seriously, y'all? Really, bruh? Oh. Really, bruh? I can't believe that. How, can you imagine film study for that one? Who the, who the hell are you passing to, dude? Dude, the whole bench is going to start standing <laughs> up and going, hey! <laughs> hey! Oh, well, you know, he was the open guy, man. I was just trying to let it go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So stupid. So stupid, man. You'll never, ever, <clears throat> ever, ever break free of that video. No, no. Oh my no. god. <laughs> no, he won't. That you dream that you dreamed a dream he'd get the ball. He did, man. Like like legit, bro. Legit. And Mark, you just said ball. You said balls. <laughs> I dreamed a dream <laughs> that Mark said balls. You said balls. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, my God. Uh, Shannon, uh, excuse me. Uh, Whitfield, I just want to let you know that uh, we had a... Uh, Actually, you know what? I don't want to spoil it for you. I'll let you li when you listen to this episode on playback, you'll understand what happened to you in the first segment. But you have to listen to it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm not listening this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was dying, man. I, I I was plotting that. I was plotting that for a while. It popped into my head, and I was like, I couldn't resist, man. I couldn't resist. Whew. All right, gentlemen. Mark. Is there prop bets? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, let's yeah for real, man. Let's do some prop bets, man. Just for uh, just for giggles, dude. Just for giggles. Let, let's knock out some prop bets. Let me see if I can swap over and get to uh, some of these some of those good things. Hold on a second, uh, Mark. Do you have any uh, that already picked out? Absolutely. All right, cool, awesome. One of your assignments was prop bets for the Super Bowl. So, uh, Mark, man, give me your Super Bowl prop bet fun. Super Bowl 51 prop bet D-Stat edition. Excellent. Well, I mainly I picked out my favorites, and I, uh, most of them are more on the silly side, but there's a couple of actual football ones or kind of football-related ones that yeah, uh, yeah. I, I approve of. So let's go. Uh, how many times will Trump be mentioned during the game? Over, under, one and a half. Uh, I would say under there myself. I don't. I don't. I just don't see them wanting to go down that road. No, I'd, I'd take the under on that one too. It is Fox. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, but Fox News is not Fox Sports, right? 
exactly. I think the only the only way I would take the over on that is if uh, Patriots win and like Trump is there. You know what I mean? But I would think during the game, during the actual game broadcast, which I think this is probably confined to, yeah, actual game broadcast. Right. I, I I would take the under. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was there was I actually didn't write this one down, but I remember seeing it. Um, a similar. Uh, will Trump uh, come out and endorse either team? <laughs> and if so, which team? I mean, come on, doesn't it feel like that you would have to go with the the Patriots? Yes. I mean? Of course. <laughs> Although um, he's on the offensive right. with his executive order, so maybe he'd take the Falcons. <laughs> no. Uh, if 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 Trump was going to come out and take a team, I think he would go. I think it would go Patriots. It would make for a fun soundbite, and he'd get to play up the whole Kraft and Belichick and, and Brady angle. But I don't think they'd want anything to do with that. Uh, just, regardless of their political you know perspectives, I just don't think they want any. That would be a distraction. And you know, if for that reason, I don't think he would. You know what okay. I mean? I, I just no, I, I, t- I tend to agree. Yeah, I think I, I think um, they would be like, "Hey, Don, just don't mention this this week, bro." Afterwards, you can talk about it all you want, but not before. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, just I guess to close close out uh, the the Trump Trump props. Uh, one that I I do like, but I don't know which side I lean. But uh, number of commercials they will be mocking Trump over under one and a half. That will be I'll mocking the Trump. Wow. I think I would take the over too. Over. I don't think I don't think there'd be a lot, but I could see there being two. Maybe that would be three. a pretty quick turnaround time with the Super Bowl and what they've probably done with their ad campaigns. I would think most of these companies probably have it locked in pretty well in advance. Yeah. That would take a, a, like a, a pretty late ad campaign kind of thing. I don't know. You know what? You take the over. I'll take the under on that one. What okay. was it? One and a half, or was it two and a half? What was one, it? One and a half. One and a half. I'll take the under. I'll take okay. the under. You take the over. I'll take the under on that. Shannon, were you taking over? Yeah, I'll I'll take the over. I figure there may be two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair point. We we're gonna have to remember what we took on this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, luckily it's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> is, is anybody taking notes? <laughs> is anybody taking notes? Whitfield, make yourself useful. Take some notes. There we no, go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the couple I'll just reiterate quickly that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um. Will uh, Will Belichick or Brady retire if they win? I mean, that no. one, just no. Not no yet. Across the board, I can, we can say comfortably. What does Arnold say? <laughs> no. That's what Arnold no. says. Um, one more stage ride. You idiot. <laughs> I say it again, what Mark. What Sam Jackson say? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face with this shit. Shut the fuck up. I don't remember Dang. asking you a goddamn thing. Oh, you were finished. Oh, that's what uh, Breeze can say to Goodell. <laughs> well, Does he look like a Whit- bitch? Whitfield wasn't wasn't here for the other, the other one that I, I do yeah. like, which was you know if the Patriots win, will Brady, Kraft, or Belichick be seen shaking Goodell's hand on TV? Yeah. No. Uh, the, the numbers pretty strongly on yes. I I I think yes. I just I think you you, you have to you know play politics and you know shake hands but uh they won't be smiling crack <laughs> but, will brady won't yeah well just one of the three people have to so uh, i think they'll be smiling of, i don't think adele will be smiling <laughs> one of the three one of the three i think i will take if if it's all I, three of them i think i will take one of the three to do it but i exactly. think that is the firmest handshake they ever drop on anybody mm. i think that's so yeah i, I, I would I, take that one yeah 
a couple other quick ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably my favorite silly one, and you'll see this one on almost all the lists, but uh, <laughs> at any point during the telecast, will Houston, we have a problem, be said? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yes. I would think yes. Yes. Someone would be cheesy enough to do it. it it's too easy of a uh, line. It's Joe too- Buck, dude. He'll say it. It's who? Joe Buck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, yeah. he'll probably make the bet just to make some money. That's funny. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. A couple more quick ones. Uh, okay. What color will Gaga's hair be? Blonde, minus 400, or any other color, plus 250? Blonde. Yeah, I think she's rocking the blondes. She's been a little more conservative these days. And, but she's going to be on the roof, isn't she? Is she? Wasn't she, wasn't she petitioning? That's or, what I heard. Yeah. yeah wasn't how's she... Tony Bennett up there, man? They ain't getting him all the way up there. <laughs> They're going to suspend uh, uh, TB, man. They're going to suspend him up in the air, roll him up there in Lady Gaga's yeah. elevator. No, I, I thought for, I thought for real she was trying to perform on the roof. Interesting. Maybe. I hadn't heard about that. All yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the, the the last non-football related one, uh-huh. uh, as they do every year, the, the Gatorade, you know, what color will it be? only reason, as much as I'm, I'm not rooting for the Patriots, but... I see a lot of people trying to say, like, inside track, if you're smart and look back at history, and you think the Patriots are going to win. Well, last time the Patriots won, or maybe even more than once, they've, they've always done blue. So, I mean, blue Have is, they? you know, plus 750, so you'd make a, a significant profit if, you know, they rock the same. Huh. So. I, you know, here's a random one for you. Uh, and, and, you know, I've heard this, all kinds of prop bets have come up on, you know, when I've been listening to Dan Patrick. Oh, by the way, Jay Moore is off of Fox Sports in the afternoon. I guess he stopped doing his show. That was weird because I heard uh, today it was like Colin Coward. I was like, "What the hell is? Why am I? Yeah, why am I hearing him?" Email. And it, it sounded like he, you know, he had so many other commitments. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know what his ratings were, uh, but apparently, uh, you know, they they packed it up, packed it in, and you know, he he's off, man. Um, which is kind of weird. I, I sort of got used to him, which is weird. But uh, anyway, uh, Jay Moore, uh, good luck in your other endeavors, I suppose. Still doing his podcast, so good for him on that. But man, Gatorade, and I'm going back to Gatorade colors, blue, huh? I, you know, you know, it's funny. I was thinking red, dude, but I, I was thinking orange myself. Orange? Well, Is there a hoodie like color? It's... Is there a hoodie color Gatorade? <laughs> 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 but anyway, the the prop bets is uh, there's been so many like it'll probably be blue. Um, Patriots red, red, blue makes sense. But, well, uh... would it be blue for deflated balls? Oh, the blue balls! I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And yes, we said balls. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, we did say balls. You said balls. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there was a, there was a prop that I was going to mention, and now I freaking forgot it. Ah, oh well. Anyway, that's okay. I, I got, I got, I got three, three, three more, and these, these mm-hmm. three are all football related. And these three are actually ones because again, I'm, I'm not touching, not touching the actual over under the game. Yeah. I'm not touching the, the winner of the game. So as much as I want the Falcons, so I'm, I'm going my little betting. I'll go prop, prop hunting. So these three, I think I'll actually, I'll actually throw it down on. Okay. Um, I am oh, now endorsing I these. Okay. Um, Patriots to convert, convert. Patriots to convert a fourth down. The game, I, that's it. You know, certainly a plus money, but I, I, they're you know as about aggressive as Belichick can be. I could easily see that happening. Maybe I should say easily, but I think it's worth the worth the. But plus but money. it's it's not an attempt. It's a conversion. It's got to be conversion. Okay, I would say yes. Okay, at some point they'll convert one. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably go for yeah that they would convert one. I would take that one. Uh, will a roughing the passer penalty be called? Yes. Two box quarterbacks, as much as they protect yeah. Brady. Yes. I mean Ryan and Brady. Yes, one will be called. Somebody, somebody's going to get a rough in the passer. I think so. Yeah. And that's that's also plus money, so that's why I like it. Um, and then uh, over under uh, heaviest player to score a touchdown two hundred forty nine point five you know pounds. Well, Blunt's over that. So I mean, if you think Blunt's getting in the end zone, then oh, dude, all day I'm taking that one. Exactly. If Blunt's hey, over 249, hell yeah, I'm taking that one. Oh, now I remember what it was, Mark. Now I remember. Uh, one of the prop bets that came up was, um, and one guy was talking about, he takes it every Super Bowl, and that's will a ball bounce off the up or hit the upright. Hmm. Because the, uh, the, the payout on it is so good. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's random as hell. And oh, giving no. giving away kicks have been this year, you know that moving the extra right. point thing, all that kind of stuff. Like, I would totally be down for a doink in the Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it was. I I can't believe I forgot about it. But anyway, yeah, that's that one. I I I think I'd put money on that one just for giggles. I wouldn't expect yeah. it to happen, but I think the payout on it is pretty good. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you should you should look up uh, after the podcast or whatever. You should look up the. Uh, Ball, you know, uh, uh, extra point or maybe field goal, you know, doink in the upright. Yeah. But I like Excellent. those. That's good. Lady oh. Gaga. Didn't she, uh, was it her or was it somebody else that, like, doubled down in the brave in a uh, in a national anthem? Maybe it wasn't her. I thought somebody, I thought somebody braved it out twice in the national anthem. Anyway, I'll be very curious to see what she does. Oh, what's the uh, uh, time on the national? Well, that has to be mark. one of the prop bets, right? Yes. Uh, yes, Luke Bryan, country singer, is doing it. Uh, I can find that for us momentarily. I, it's all good, yeah, man. I, me and my lack of interest in country music, I just really had to uh, pay any attention to it. Uh, asking if he's going to be wearing, when he starts singing the national anthem, will he be wearing blue jeans or any other pants or shorts? Dude, it was like actually on. right on either last year or the year before, depending on which stopwatch you used. I think they actually canceled the bet because it was like right there. Right. What? Mm-hmm. How did they cancel yeah, the it bet? Was, it was one or two years ago, and it was like right on the dot. And I, I think every like some people had it one way, some people had it the other, and Vegas just just gave everybody their money back and just no nah, man <clears throat> bs another, another year that supposedly people were getting like inside information um it looks like it's uh it's been set at 209 i'll take the under i'll take the under yeah and the average the average length of the last 11 and a half has been 158 so i mean yeah. i'll take the under on that yeah their country music can be a little twangy. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's true. okay. But that, you know, they're also not gonna. I mean, he's not. I mean, what's the likelihood he has a whole bunch of elongated runs while he's singing it? I mean, it's probably a relatively straightforward rendition, twangy or not. I don't know. I, I would. I would think that straightforward, like Americana, boom, boom, let's roll. You know what I mean? No, I. I would take the under on it. No, well, the last uh, last ten, five have been, you know, over two minutes, but five have been under. The longest one was uh, Super Bowl forty seven. At least, at least Key came in at two thirty five. Well, Luke Bryan's not hitting that. No. Nah. <clears throat> mm. 
because he ain't that talented. <laughs> Mark, Mark, I don't, I don't know if you uh, saw this. I could swear I heard or read or whatever that more people took the Browns to go to the Super Bowl than the Falcons. Like random, wow. like random Super Bowl bets, and they were talking about how how little love the Falcons have gotten the entire year. Yeah, and I that, laughed. That, 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 that doesn't surprise me. I, I don't know. I don't understand like how. I guess people wanted to believe. Oh well, maybe Griffin can't. Maybe may, no, no, shut up. No, but you know, just just because I said a ridiculously, you know, high profit number that people would bother wasting a cent on it, but. Sometimes there's a reason why something is there that you're not going to possibly see any profit from it. So just save your damn pennies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, I mean, it, it, look, if you want to hit the Browns at the Super Bowl, man, invest in toilet paper. Exactly. <laughs> the only way it's going to happen. <laughs> there's your stock tip. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. What's, what's everybody doing for the big game? Um, you know, we haven't really talked about it over here. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening. We'll probably make some chili. And uh, if, if people are homeless uh, <laughs> for the game, not in general, if people are home, yeah, if people are homeless for the game, not in general, uh, we'll probably open the doors and, and, you know, see if people want to stop by. We'll probably make some chili, have some football food and just see what's up. You know, just just for the fun of it, but we don't have any set plans to go out anywhere. I mean, obviously, two little kids makes it hard to do that. Um, That's fair. So yeah, so does two big kids. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't get Party. any easier. <laughs> My God. Party at Green's house. Yay! No. <laughs> so, Super Bowl Half viewing. Time, be quiet. We're trying to put the kids to sleep. Yeah. Super Bowl viewing at Green's house. I don't know if I'd say uh, full blown party, but yeah, because yeah. I think Penny and I were going to check up with you to see what you were doing, Justin, just to now, see if it was going to be kind of a low key sort of thing. No, we're definitely watching it, and uh, I'm sure we will have a few people over. Like, you know, I would imagine you know, Sue might stop by. Uh, apparently, uh, Whitfield wants to stop by. So, I mean, if you guys have anything going on and you want to come by, I would imagine it's totally fine. I would think we're going to do a chili and, and have a couple, some football finger foods up and at them. Yeah, I would think so. I would expect that. I would expect that. Anybody else have any big plans? Uh, the D- DC crowd always has this thing they call sn- Snack Adium, where they have this huge, uh, they literally they have this big, like, party snack thing that's, like, shaped like a huge stadium that they bust out for every Super Bowl and... I was kind of hoping you were going to say y'all are doing like a panic room, a Super Bowl panic room. (laughs) (laughs) For fun. As if the Giants were in the Super Bowl. Doing doing the the escape room thing for my birthday next Saturday, but uh, no, no, this this is just a huge, monstrous snack thing. And uh, they have a good group, and they're all anti-Patriots, so it works out well for (laughs) them. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, Speaking of that, Whitfield, Whitfield, man. just curious, uh, just out of curiosity, man. What's your uh, call? Your shot for the Super Bowl, bro? Um, Let's get it on record, man. Let's get it official. New England thirty-one, Atlanta twenty-eight. All right. So Atlanta cover. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the line in this game at the moment, Mark? Have you Minus been pa- three Patriots over under fifty-nine. Oh. Where do you stand on the uh, on the on the betting perspective on this one? Again, I, I personally I don't want to touch it, but if I were forced to choose, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna back Atlanta. And uh, what do you mean to cover or to win outright? I mean, I guess both. I mean, it's just, okay. to me, a three point line. You, you got to believe the team we're backing can win. So I mean, I, I okay, cut co- co- cover and win, cover and win. Uh, 
And, and then I over just, under. I would just barely go under, but just barely. I mean, it's it's okay. uh, yeah, no, the real actual betting dollars. I want nothing <laughs> to do with it. I like the under in the game as well. Yeah, I, I like the under. I like the Patriots to cover barely, but okay. Yeah, so this is what. I, I, the the under what was it? What was it like fifty nine or something? Yeah, yeah, 59. He just, yeah, fifty nine. There's, yeah, there's so I, I definitely like the under in the game because I, I think that the tempo is going to be slow. Yeah, I think there there will be there will be a few stretches where there could be some you know back to back quick scores, but I just don't see that happening all game. <laughs> no, uh, I, feel like there, I feel like there'd be one quarter that could very easily be like a seven or ten point quarter and you know fifty fifty nine point total. I mean, like you you just kind of can't afford one of those kind of quarters. See. Um, but uh, I mean, a lot of the props are, and, and and they're they're not a good enough value to take any of them. But a lot of props are, you know, will these, you know, will Brady set a you know, record for, you know, touchdown passes in a game? Will you know, will they set the record for highest scoring Super Bowl? Blah blah blah. And I just don't quite see it, but could easily be proven wrong. I'm yeah, sure I mean, I, I think a lot of that just is, is how the two offenses have really approached the game. I mean, defenses, right. yeah, but you know, both of those offenses, I think, if they needed to, can go ball control. You know what I mean? Yep. So and, and do long drives. I mean, some of that obviously is contingent on how well the defenses play. But you know, what if they both? You know, what if they both take the take the the the, the track run and they're like, we don't want to give the other team the ball, so we're just gonna like have these humongous ass, or we're gonna try to go for these clock killing, huge clock yep. time drives, man. You know, minimize possessions. It's not a bad strategy if you're trying to shoot. You know what I mean? And both of them may take that, but. I, like I think Atlanta, I you know I understand that you know New England totally roasted the Steelers secondary with Chris Hogan. I get that, but <clears throat> if I had to put my money on the team that would that has the quick strike, I would think Atlanta's more. It, I don't. I hope hopefully that makes sense. But I think with Julio, if he's healthy, I, th- I think Atlanta has more capability as the quick strike big play offense. You know, in this one, not that New England can't do it. I just think that it sets up better for Atlanta to be like big play, boom, boom, boom. And, and down you go. I don't think they're going to get burned by Hogan the way that the Steelers did. I still can't believe the Steelers got taken out that way. Amazing to me. Amazing. Yeah. And green Bay, I just think ran out of gas. I think they ran out of magic, ran out of gas. You they know? sold their souls to beat Dallas. To beat Dallas. Yeah, maybe. Well, that and the fact that, We've learned that Green Bay is definitely a finesse team all the way, and they just ran into a very physical team that hit them square in the mouth. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Dallas's offensive line was pretty physical, man. I. But Dallas I, never got pressure on Rodgers. Right. Correct. I said their offense was. I, yeah. I didn't well, say their defense was. Well, it, Atlanta. Atlanta brought a lot of heat, and they made sure that Rodgers could not get out to his left. They specifically right. schemed to make sure that he couldn't escape to his left. Because um, him rolling out to his left was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just all-time ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, and, you know, and, and the reason I didn't go against the Packers was, in part, obviously, I, I went homer, and I told you guys that the other week. I said it's a homer pick because the Falcons can win the game, but I was riding the Aaron Rodgers Magic Express and that thing just derailed, you know. Uh, it, it just sometimes that happens, man. Rodgers didn't have a good game. 
when they missed the field goal and then Ripkowski had the fumble, I was like, oh no. (laughs) It's just, it's so much, man. They needed, they needed to execute consistently and they couldn't do it. And, and the Falcons looked like they were playing on a different like speed level. You know what I mean? They, they, they were so fast on both sides of the ball and and maybe the maybe the Packers with the, whatever sickness was going around maybe that factors into it. I, I don't know how much that really matters. The, I mean the Falcons were ready to roll, dude, and they looked fantastic in that game. Packers did not look great. The team we saw against Dallas that wasn't the team we saw against Atlanta, and some of that is a, some of that is a credit to Atlanta, and some injuries. of injuries, yeah, and some of that may have been a spillover of injuries and sickness and. And some other things, but they just didn't. Uh, Green Bay didn't have that magic, man. It, it was done. It, yeah, it was done. And and in football, sometimes when you when it runs its course, dude, when it's done, it's done, bro. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that was true for the Steelers. I think it was true for the Packers, man. It, it's football, dude. It's football. They had, they had a great run. I don't know. And you know, Des Bryant had some. It was making some noise about, hey, you know, how they would have, maybe they would have, they maybe they would have beaten Atlanta. I don't know about that, dude. Atlanta was playing. It really was playing. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, it is. It is the old proverbial woulda, coulda, shoulda kind of thing. Given the way Atlanta was going after it on on both sides of the ball, I don't know that Dallas had that in them anyway. Dallas's you know? defense just wasn't that good. If they uh, if they found an offense that could challenge their defense, especially in the back end. I, I thought they could have been picked apart, and yeah. obviously Rodgers did that. Yeah, that was Dallas's weakness all along. You know, Eli. No. I, you know, Beck kind of got him on the one game where he burned him for that sixty-six yard touchdown. But uh, I just never felt like Dallas's secondary was just that strong. And no. I felt like they got pressure with the front seven enough against regular season teams but when it came to the playoffs Aaron Rodgers was just magic he was yeah. just money but I, Matt Ryan just took it to a whole nother level yeah I, I'm not convinced that Dallas would have been able to beat Atlanta um you know it's unfortunate it's that... this because I mean freaking Dak and Elliot were just rookies oh yeah sure absolutely you, you know and, and that's right not a, that's not a discredit that's not to discredit them you know, Green Bay did not did not play well. And again, some of that's realistically some of that you have to just give pure credit to Atlanta for how they defense that game, how they got after Rodgers. But by the way, Justin, yeah, Todd told me to tell you that about Dallas. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Todd, Todd, you said bull. Hey, where are the white women at? Great ass. Tell me how my ass tastes. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Thanks. Not really. I just thought it'd be funny to say that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I still think it's funny that Todd announced his Dallas Cowboys fandom on Facebook <laughs> for everybody to see, and he got piled on <laughs> without mercy. <laughs> yeah, I dreamed a dream that Todd was a Cowboys fan. Just disturbing. <laughs> I 
anyway. I I don't know, man. I, I think Atlanta Atlanta would have beaten anybody that was in front of them. It's just I, a shame that no. Green Bay didn't play a better game, but I'm not convinced that Dallas. I think Dallas's offense would have been fine, but Dallas's defense, I don't I don't think would have been able to stop Atlanta. I'm not convinced of that. As for you know, maybe maybe the Chiefs and the Patriots would have been a better game. It it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Um, I really thought the Steelers would show up better than they did. And, you know, uh, uh, hey, Ben Roethlisberger, man, stop going all Brett Favre, man. Quit bitching about retirement, bro. If you want to ha- hang it up, hang it up. <laughs> Otherwise, shut, shut up, dude. <laughs> shut up, man. You want to crown him and crown him. Yes. I mean, I, I know it's salty. I, I know you're a little bit salty. That's a bitter pill, man. I understand it's a bitter pill, bitter loss. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, uh, you know, we have some friends, <clears throat> Bethany, <clears throat> that are that you, you can't retire on, man. <laughs> you can't retire on, dude. Look, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and, and I know there's some criticism of some different components. Some people totally piled on Antonio, said he was pouting, I, uh, whatever. The Steelers just got their butts handed to him by a better team. And some of that is absolutely defensively. You guys need to have a better approach. If you're going to play Tom Brady and the Patriots, you got to figure something else out because whatever you're doing on defense is not working. <laughs> it's not working, y'all. You need something different. But, yeah, I, I, I hope that Roethlisberger doesn't do the Farvian. I'm going to retire, but I'm back, and then I'm going to retire, but I'm back, and then I'm going to retire. I really hope he doesn't do that. I hope he doesn't do that. But Did, uh, if, if he decides to hang it up, he's going to have to stroke off a pretty big check <laughs> to the Steelers, man. Yeah, like 18 mil or something, right? I think more than that, dude. Did Sam Jackson than... have some comments for uh, Ben Roethlisberger? For, for Ben? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Oh, Sam Jackson, man. Shut the fuck up! There you go. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. It's <laughs> probably more in line with what you were thinking. So yeah, that's what uh, that's what that's what Bethany said. What I uh, told her that Ben's talking about retirement. Yeah, he no, I I think he was just you know I think he's just reflecting on the year and thinking about his career. I mean he's getting up there, uh, but I I think the team is too good to uh, you know if you want to try to win another ring, I, I think they're too good to walk away from. You have some nice talent on there. I, I don't think it's you know time to do that. It may be time for him to evaluate and maybe you know try to take fewer hits i think that's legitimate uh, yeah. i think that's he legitimate for him. It off. yeah well yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you yes ben roethlisberger direct from whitfield you sir need to shake it off There you go. So, all right, guys. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's start wrapping up and getting out of here. Uh, anybody else have any like anything else you want to address, talk about, throw, the, throw in the ring or any of that junk? Or are we pretty much just good to bounce, man? Oh, I said real quick, we, we never – or it's been a while since we had a Teddy, Teddy Tennyson. Oh, that's um, right. You did have a Teddy – what's up with your uh, Teddy Tennyson moment? Well, I definitely – I want to give quick uh, props to, to Roger Federer. Um, and, uh, oh, his, yeah. Uh, 18th uh, major – um, over overall major, that's first first in a, uh, five years. Be Rafa Nadal in a, just an epic five set match. Honestly, <laughs> I, I came back from uh, having fun with friends uh, late Saturday. Got an hour, hour 
hour and a half nap and got up at 3.30 a.m. to watch it. I uh, was that excited. It's been a long time since, since Roger and Rob and the dog played, and it was everything it should have been. I mean, they played amazingly. It went yeah. so back and forth. It was a five-set match. And uh, mm. there's just there's so many things to like about them. I won't babble too much. And people hopefully know about them. If they don't, I hope they'll read up on them. But just real quickly, I love his... Uh, uh, speech after he won, he said two couple of really great things uh, about Rafa. Mainly saying uh, tennis is a tough sport. There are no dra- there's no draws, but if there was, I'd be happy to share it with Rafa tonight. And he said, keep keep playing, Rafa, please. Tennis needs you. Keep doing everything you do. He, he's just an absolute class act. Both of them Absolutely. are. Yeah. Just, just just one of the best gentlemen of professional sports you could ever yeah. ever see. And uh, Feder is just just a class act, man. Yeah, that was everything it should have been. And then I, I you know, I, nothing I on the Williams them, sisters. You know, they're, they're they're nearing you know the, the end of their careers probably. Feder probably even closer possibly, but I still hope they've got you know a good bit left in the tank. I, I thought I thought I saw. I was the... shocked that Feder got to that final, dude. <laughs> I was too. And the was way, it? I mean, they, you know, I'm, I'm happy right now. Oh yeah, like I mean, right they, they both had already had several five set matches. Yeah. Wasn't uh, wasn't this uh, like was like 18th and I think Nadal was fifth? Was that am I right on that? I think that that sounds about right. Wasn't and then, uh, uh, like uh, Venus and Serena made it to the women's and, and yeah. if I'm stealing your thunder. Just just take it back. Oh, no. uh, oh, no. Take it back. That was 15th, 18th, yeah. somewhere in there. You idiot! Venus has had an autoimmune disease that she's been suffering from, and uh, I know how that goes. Uh, my oldest has an autoimmune disease, so it's not easy. But uh, for her to get to the final against her sister once again, I thought was a testament to to, to both both ladies. Oh, absolutely! And for Venus for twenty three, um, just an absolute awesome achievement on her part. Yeah. And I, I thought Serena could easily crush crushed her, but it was six four six four. It's a close match, so Venus Venus held her own. But uh, yeah, and I, and I enjoyed. It. I watched I watched some of the women's, but uh, but yeah, I just I, I couldn't tell you how excited I was for for Federer and Nadal. And I hope anybody who enjoys tennis and did get to check out that match because it was everything it should have been. So yeah. yeah, I just definitely wanted to give a big tip of the cap to Roger and Rafa, but especially Roger for taking it down and being such a great class act for the sport and for all sports. Absolutely, at one hundred percent agree there. Let's see. I, I thought I saw that this was like the oldest combined of Federer is thirty five, but there was something about like everybody's age. Like this is like one of the. This is an oh, outlier. They were all mid thirties. Yep. Because they are they're, they're all considered like ancient in like the scope of tennis. <laughs> Literally, if this was two thousand seven, no one would have batted an eye. Two thousand seventeen, <laughs> people are like, wait, what? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Federer is the oldest men's Grand Slam finalist since Ken Rosewall more than 40 years ago. Wow. Whichever Williams sister wins will be the oldest woman to do so in the open era. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts, man. How about that, dude? Yeah, there are all these things. With, age is but a number, yo. Anyway, there's all kinds of stuff take with that. Your I, body, I, and your body will take care of you. Well, one of the things to keep in mind with that is it, is it means we're very close to the end for them. You know, yeah, we are. We're, we're yeah. very close. And I think, you know, what the Williams sisters have done in sports, in tennis, is, is certainly they, they work their asses off to do what they did. 
And um, I, I think that's a hell of a that's a hell of a story. It is. And I don't know that they'll be fully appreciated until they're really done. And then I think you know, uh, and I know that sounds weird to say, but I think sometimes individuals their accomplishments aren't fully appreciated in context until their careers are over. And then you look back and you go, God, man, we really witnessed something special. And I think that's going to be true for them. I really do. But what a run. What a, what a great run. And we don't do a lot of tennis here. We don't, we don't bust out the old Teddy, Teddy Tennyson or golf McGolferson or Hickey McHockey. We don't crack <laughs> those open with any great degree of, you know, frequency, but uh, certainly uh, worth mentioning. Thank you, Mark, for bringing that up. Um, awesome. it, it, certainly on the back burner, but it, it, I think contextually relevant and certainly important. And they deserve they deserve the the kudos, you know. As uh, you you guys celebrate birthdays, and obviously only Shannon's as old as they are. Uh, Mark, you're you're young. <laughs> I got a few years before I get there. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking, you do. Uh, looking at their age and yeah, age is but um, a number, and Mark just keeps subtracting on his. So. <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever works <laughs> this is 20 27 27 looks yeah. good um <laughs> but uh no and i mean i guess i mean just to reiterate i mean for anybody you know, obviously i i don't know how many of our listeners did watch or maybe just watched highlights but i mean uh, trust rest assured i mean this wasn't this isn't like you know this was some like you know boring you know final of, of, of grandpa's i mean they yeah. were playing high level tennis that was just absolutely incredible. So I mean it wasn't just like some you know, oh it's really cool to see these, you know, big name guys in the finals. I yeah. mean they were playing incredible tennis. And really, I mean Rot Rafa looked like he was about to, you know, take it down pretty easily in the fifth. Uh got an early break and Federer stormed back. It was just some unbelievable play. So it it was just it was absolutely everything that any big tennis fan could have wanted. So uh here's hoping we can hopefully get a few more of them out of them. Unlikely, but you never know. You yeah. never know. All right, gentlemen. Well, that was fun. Yes, sir. And as always, despite our very best efforts to not run late, we still ran late. <laughs> so, In typical sports brew fashion. Uh, exactly. Typical sports brew uh, hey, fashion. If you started yeah. later, then you know, we'd be even worse shape. So. We would be. But this you know true. what? Hey, uh, sports brew listeners, you know we're never going to give you up. We're never going to let you down. You know what I mean? <laughs> we will find a way to <laughs> completely overdo it any night, anytime we record. That's the plan. <laughs> but enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a good time with that. Get some prop bets in, man. If you're a bet, if you're a betting woman or man or whatever, dude, and throw a couple of those uh, random things in there just for ish and giggles. And Mark, I do want you to uh, to to check out and follow up next time we record. I want to hear about the. Uh, the field goal doink, okay. if, that, if that was a good prop bet. All right? But again, Absolutely. as we wrap up, man, happy birthday to both you and Shannon. Happy anniversary to you, Randy. And I don't know. Uh, I think we ought, ought, ought to go fund me a pop-up book for Whitfield. So <laughs> <laughs> It can be the one off the wall of that new of that building <laughs> with, that, with that one finger that's missing a ring. <laughs> <laughs> for Roger Goodell, but uh, all kidding aside, man, uh, thanks, yeah, thanks, for, uh, thanks, for joining us. I hope you, I hope you had fun and uh, enjoy it on playback. It's, it, it is really different if you haven't done something like this when you when you pitch in and you do a podcast and you go back and listen. It's really odd to go back and listen to yourself. It's weird, man. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, we we've done it. Well, all of us have done it long enough that we're like, yeah, it's all good. But uh, you know, your fir- your first one's always a little bit different. Hey, hey, that's what she said, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Tip, tip, tip of the cap, Lenny. That was fun. Yeah, that that was a good time, man. That was a good time. I enjoyed that, guys. I enjoyed that. But uh, look, man. Good luck to the Patriots and the Falcons in the Super Bowl. I really do think it's—I do really do think it sets up to be a great game. I love the storylines for both teams. Uh, I have no proverbial dog in a fight. I, I just—I I don't know, man. I still think the Brady—the Brady Goodell thing, man. I, I'm just—I'm all over that. But if uh, Ryan and the Falcons pull it off, man, well deserved, well earned. Because let me tell you, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and that defense—they're gonna make your ass earn it. So if you do it, mm-hmm. if you do it, good to you. Uh, good on you, good to you. And and, and I can't wait to see uh, Mr. Blank do his victory dance because I know it'll be heinous. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, if, if it's Tom Brady and the Patriots and Belichick, I can't wait to see the uh, the trophy ceremony. And I hope like hell if the Patriots win that Tom Brady is the MVP, dude. I want all of it to be as awkward. Be so awkward. I want it to be awkward as hell. Dude, if, if they win, I want it to be all of that, man. Just for fun, dude. I think that's going to be great. But uh, look, man, everybody, enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend and have a great time uh, watching the Super Bowl. Best of luck to you uh, with your prop bets, um, unless they run against prop bets that I've made. And then I hope you lose. <laughs> but until next time, gentlemen, I forget what episode number we're at. 198, 199. Can't wait for the next one. We're going to hit 200 shortly. But uh, certainly from all of us at the Sports Brew to all of you, thanks for listening in. Thanks for uh, you know chugging along, depending on what you had in your this hand. This is 198. 198. So 199, that's, a fi- that's all right. 199 is a fine time, dude. We'll, we'll do that up Hell proper. Yeah. And, this will uh, be 198, yes. Cool. Uh, but from all of us to all of you, enjoy it, and we will catch you on the flip side. Wait. That's right. Peace Bye. out, y'all. Or, or as we... As Whitfield likes to say, that's what my stomach sounds like right now. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> anyway, hey, all right, man. Stomach is actually singing a song at this point. <laughs> well, if it was a song, I'm pretty sure it's this one. I should have closed the door. Uh-huh. Yes. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the poop come out. The chicken cordon blue didn't bother me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) In true, in true failhorn fashion. It's not a failhorn. Rainy knows what I'm talking about. It is a failhorn. It is a fail horn, and it's typical. So, thanks, Chicken gentlemen. Chicken cordon poop. Chicken cordon poo. Yep. There you go. So, from all of us, all of you, there you go. Catching the flip side, y'all. Peace out, and good night. Later. Later.